Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you in the know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. True believers, and welcome to another issue of Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. Oh, I just can't wait for Alan. I, I, oh man, here, here comes Chewy. I got your reference, Alan. You never had a friend like Ian. Um, which Disney movie is that from? <laughs> Oh, okay. I, I did Lion King. <laughs> I did a lot. Do you want to? Uh, under <laughs> Under the Ryan. No, I don't, Alan. Okay, I just, you know, I I tried. I didn't want to sing it because I felt like if I'd sung it, it would have been worse. Oh. Can I go with like savages? Savages barely even chewy. Yes, that was good. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty that's good. Acceptable. That's that, that's who I am. All right, listeners, mark my words. It's, this one will return, and it will be better. Yeah, I'll okay. make sure to note that. Yeah, sorry. I'll get that. My bad. I should have. I should have prepped it. Should have sang it. It's okay. It's okay. I should have. I thought I did a good Jeff. A good Jeff enough job. A good Jeff enough job. My name's Alan. We're all we're all a little silly tonight, everybody. Please. Milkshakes, hamburgers, and fries. Can't even. You trying to do Ronald? I was trying. Oh man, don't Ronald. Ronald is a trademark character of McDonald's and stuff and things. I I am. I'm gonna shut up until my book comes. (laughs) Here we go. Welcome to Four Color Commentary. If this is your first time with us, hello. Also, Uh, I'm sorry. And if you are returning Four Color Cadet. 
Uh, welcome to the show. Um, before welcome we get in, before we get into the uh, the fun, uh, we want to give you guys uh, some ways you can reach out to our show. By the way, if you guys don't know, I know because that was very confusing because we did Disney. We're a comic book show. We talk about comic books <laughs> and comic book related media. This uh, is Camics. It is the Camic Camic books. Camic books. Camic is what they read on Namek. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Um, so before we, uh, <laughs> before we kamehameha, spirit bomb our way into the show. Oh, that was uh, too much. I know. Uh, there's a couple ways you can reach out to our show if you like things that we do and you want to uh, rock and roll. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't encourage them, boys. Uh, you, so you can reach out to us uh, via the website for the Stuff and Things Podcast Network at www.stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Uh, so there you can see the four-color commentary artwork on the main page. Click on it. It's going to take you to a page that will let you subscribe to us on uh, multiple different sources there's uh, of course itunes and stitcher google play we are now live on the google play store so you can hey. uh, check us out Woo. on there too they've added podcasts so does that mean i can finally google myself I think 10k uh 10, 10k uh said that we uh aren't showing up on the app for some reason i don't know how that works you might want to take i don't know how that works i'm not i'm an ios guy so but uh, have you tried turning it off and turning but it back apparently on again? we are on your computer so i think if you subscribe you can do that uh, i'm not sure how that app works though but we are on there as well as many sources as we can find uh you can also uh, reach out to us via social media we have uh, twitter facebook uh, instagram and tumblr all listed there on that page uh as well as um as well as a uh, contact us button the very front of the page uh very front page of the website contact us you can click on that fill out the little form and send us an email uh we do like receiving those from time to time and we also appreciate any sort of like itunes uh iTunes reviews. I think we uh, Alan said we got another iTunes review, so we really appreciate those. And even if it's just a star rating, helps us out, makes us look good, uh, and it tells people that this is a good show and that there are people who recommend it. So thank you for doing that. And if you haven't, take two seconds. We'd really appreciate it. Um, so that's all. You can do all that at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Uh, so before we get into the show proper, there's four different four different people here, of course, uh, and there's also four different parts of the show. Uh, but we'll go ahead and do the parts of the show as they come out, uh, come across, kind of like an adventure, like Dora the Explorer. We we get to the different sections <laughs> and then we tell you about how we got there. Um, but we want to give you kind of an intro about each of us, kind of like a Marvel comic book. We kind of have the idea that every issue could be somebody's first issue, as good old Smiling Stanley would say. Would say, I got it. See now you're now you passed hey. to me. Thanks a lot. Um, Enjoy those marbles broken. in your mouth, bro. So uh, it's hard to get the lyrics out with all these marbles in my mouth. Um, so uh, there he is, old Marble Mouthy. That's me, Marble Mouth Martin. Uh, oh, <laughs> spaghetti name. in his pockets, Alan. <laughs> oh, oh, it's all Just over the exploding table, exploding all over the floor. Oh, speaking, no. of, speaking of Alan, spaghetti let's go around everywhere. the circle and uh, introduce ourselves. Alan, tell the boys and girls at home who you are and what gives you the right. <laughs> I wasn't gonna laugh this time. It never gets old. Laughing. It never gets old. Uh, my name is Alan, and I like a lot of things, but mostly my niche is uh, web comics and uh, manga. So I will bring those as often as I can. Um, my uh, Twitter is at marginally talented, M R G N L Y talented. It's also we can find me on the Instagrams where I draw things. Uh, that being said, art and art direction is another big thing that I like to comment on. My name is Chewy, and uh, you can find me on the Twitters at. Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. And because Alan said it and because I've been doing a little art project more recently, yeah. on the Instagrams you can find me um, by typing in the letter E, the letter L, underscore Chupacabra as previously spelled because my previous account got suspended for some reason that I still don't know. It was at anyway, Comic-Con, too. It was at Comic-Con. It was... Uh, Anyway, so you can find me uh, L underscore Chupacabra, like the Chupacabra on uh, Instagram. Um, 
Chupacabra by itself on Twitter. And then I, I tend to like books that are a little bit darker, sometimes uh, a little bit heavier topics. Um, a lot of times there's blood, there's uh, dark magic, there's bone breaking or like guts just dripping everywhere. Um, and sometimes it's just the, the, dark, the darkest nether regions of the soul. Basically, if you read a book and you're like, man, that's metal. That's my type of book. Hey, everybody. My name is Ian. You can reach out to me on Instagrams and also on uh, the Twitters at, uh, at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. Um, I tend to bring uh, the Be the Purveyor of the Big Two uh, books, uh, DC and Marvel. I tend to try to bring those and have a regular rotation. Also, uh, I like bringing indie books, though, as well, um, and also some licensed properties. Anything really that has a good story, uh, I tend to be gravitate towards that book. Uh, so even if the art maybe is lacking a little bit, I'm a story guy. So if your story is strong and good, I will probably like your book. And I try to remain positive and try to find something I like in every book that we read on the show. Hi, I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Peach and every social media <laughs> app as Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. I'm on Tumblr's prestige format. Uh, I like artful comics and literary comics and science fiction comics and kid-friendly f- kid comics and weird underground weird stuff. Cool. Is there anything else you like? Uh, comics no. is art. I said I like artful comics and literary comics. That's not the catchphrase, Ryan. No, you can't do that. Come on, man. What do we pay you for? <laughs> you don't pay me anything. I bought my own Del Taco. That's fair, I guess. <laughs> That's that's silly true. <laughs> comics is art, comics is literature. Yeah, okay, Alan Batman's great. All right, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving right along. So that is the four of us, and now we will jump into the first section of our show, which we call "Here's My Issue." Now, what we've done is each of us have brought a uh, individual comic issue. We have all passed them around, not literally. We all read most of our comics digitally, but because we don't want to bend the corners. Uh, but we have read all the different the books, page, uh, and then we come together hands. and talk about them. Turn your page, print your page, wash your hands. That's right. Um, so. Uh, it's kind of like almost like a comic book book club. We all have, have brought something and we all need to talk about it. So uh, I believe I'm the one to do the short straw first. Uh, I, it was DC Comic Time. So I decided to bring a book I've been hearing good things about. But based on the cheesecakiness of the cover, I was like, maybe not. But surprisingly, a lot better than I thought it would be. It's really us, good, actually. Tell us why you have to tell be us such the name misogynist. Of the, the name of the book is called DC Bombshells, uh, and it it's kind of takes place in an alternate universe, uh, World War II era uh, America, and the well, the Earth rather. Um, and it tells the story of some alternate, kind of some alternate continuities of uh, some of our, the female superheroes of the DC universe, based on a series of uh, based on a statues. series of statues. Yeah, <laughs> which is like. <laughs> Way to take like just something they're like, let's make a sexy statue. But to be fair, they got a good creative team on the book, and they're actually making a good book. Like to where I'm like, I kind of want a Batwoman statue now because I like the character in this book. So uh, oh, I, they made figurines, and so, that's where this book came. Yeah, from? they did. Yeah. They did. Well, they're not. They're. They're. You know. There's posters and statues, and there was covers, and they actually also were covers as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I gotta say, I'm surprised you even considered the book because of the title and the imagery on the front being cheesecake. Typically, what happens is you would see it, you'd be like, ugh, ugh, and cheesecake. That's, and that's what I and thought. Keep to, walking. To, to be truthful, that's what I thought. But I actually read it. I heard good things. It was good. I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I read the first two pages of this book, and I was like, yes, this is happening. And uh, it's uh, written by uh, Marguerite Bennett and art and colors by Marguerite Sauvage. Um, so 
This book uh, is very different than what I thought. I really liked it and enjoyed it, but what did you guys think of the book? Oh, man. When I was a kid, one of those movies that, that got played a lot in my family was A League of Their Own. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, by the yeah. way, I should mention, uh, we read the digital version. They came out. The, the first paper issue you can buy has the first three digital comics in yeah, it. Yeah, so we read the paper version. Uh, well, we, uh, we read the paper version, but we yeah, have we read digital, the digital version of the, the paper digital version, version of the paper. So we read the, the, we read the digital comics that make up the first paper issue. There we go. Wow. So anyway, back to so A League of Their Own. Yeah, I love yeah, A League of I Their mean, Own as well. I, I grew up watching that movie like, no regularly, like several times a week. And so, obviously, it starts with uh, ladies' professional baseball, and and we you'll notice on the, on the, the very first page, the Batwoman who yeah. carries a baseball bat and is dressed in a ladies' baseball uniform saves Bruce Wayne's parents. That's, <laughs> true. that's totally true. Now you would think that's the thing I like most about the first page, but it's not. It's old timey radio because <laughs> old timey yeah. radio. Oh, old timey radio here in Gotham City. This week in All American News Rail, a tale of daring dudelessness and dangerous dames. <laughs> Come it's on, so good. Wow. it's the, so good. The old time radio is is. I read that. And I'm like this masked madam. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's and that's what drew go me. Go get them, girls. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Who is this masked madam? Where does she come from? The beautiful bombshell known only as. Batwoman. See, and that's and the thing about it. <laughs> the thing about it too is in this book they, they refer to the ladies as like, oh, they get that dame, get that broad, but they're just like, no, nah, I'm gonna just gonna beat you up with a baseball bat. And none of them are named Stems. Nope. Is... No Stems McBroad. Anyway. We don't have the clearance for that music you're making. I'm up. making it up. It, you are you? <laughs> yeah, full clearance right <laughs> there. Copyright Stephen Things Podcast Network. Possible deniability. But yeah, okay. So I, I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. So what did you guys like, or what did you think about the book? Um, she totally like just like I I'm gonna imagine Scott McCloud, you know, like blood blood in the gutters. I'm gonna imagine that she caved that dude's skull in with right? a bat on the first page, which is pretty metal. Um, <laughs> I like to imagine it's 1940, so he guys got a big old bonk on the noggin. The bonk. No, no, there's and blood off the jail and teeth and brains. The bat, the bat also says crook repellent. <laughs> it does. Um, <laughs> That's so good. Oh, man. <laughs> I was joke. stoked that it didn't end up being like completely, at least here, like the little intro where we get like introduced um, to all the characters that we're going to be following. It's not just like, a, hey, we're all like working together and now we're a team. Like it, you have an element of that with Amanda Waller, you mm-hmm. know, coming in, but it's like they're all doing their own thing independently and not just like, oh, in the next city over, it's like uh, Russia, Themyscira, yeah. <laughs> like Gotham, you know, um, and then it, it that I kind of d- dug that. I thought it was going to be more like straightforward and linear. It is almost like a little bit of an anthology, mm-hmm. at least in this first yeah. uh, paper issue. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things, I love DC's characters because their characters are really iconic. But one of my favorite things is when DC allows their characters to like, allows a creative team to have fun with the characters and, and be like, well, like here over here is is DC continuity in the last hundred you know seventy years of comic books. It's like, but just kind of, you know, whatever you want is fine. Mm-hmm. And and I really love that because there's so many different things you can do with the characters and still sort of stay true to the characters and stuff like that. So that element of it, the the sort of like they're creating this weird alternate reality version of of DC characters is is fantastic, and I love that. And I also love the fact that. Like this could have been like a piece of crap. This book could have been just like, hey, look, 
all these ladies are bending over. Oh no, look now they're looking behind themselves. Like this this book could have been just like straight up a whole bunch of of pinups and like it could have been Oh no, it you have, have to save us. Help us strong man. Oh, you're so great. Like it could have been just a piece of just garbage. And instead they're like, "Oh, well, you know, we're making this comic book anyway. What if we made it good?" And it's great. Like the like you you care about the characters and and it definitely doesn't hesitate to make it sexy which i mean for better or for worse but like it's a book called DC Bombshells you you expect a certain amount of that and they and they don't yeah. it's not like they're not doing that yeah. it's not like they're but but at the same time it it doesn't distract from the actual story i don't know i don't know if this is an argument that i want to have I'm with myself put, right now no but, i know i i think that it's like they followed the styling of the characters but they didn't let yeah. that bog them down from I, writing a good book um, yeah I'm, I'm gonna pull an opinion out of my rear end here uh for a second and that's just gonna say i don't think necessarily that to write a good book or a bad book you know it, it has to have a particular art style or not have a particular sure. art style you could have uh, honestly like we kind of saw it uh, when we brought the um, the uh, the Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy book, uh-huh. where it was definitely cheesecakey, yeah, but it was good. Mm-hmm. That's true, you know. So you can have something. That's, well, but this is definitely like cheesecakey too. But it's yeah, also ex- exactly. But it a lot of people associate, you know, like you're talking about mm-hmm. that if it's gonna look like this, it's gonna be bad, or if it's gonna have a good story, it's not gonna. I think it's kind of cool when you have a creative team that let's say it goes against that where like you said that they still have kind of like oh man like look at these pretty ladies yeah. oh man it's a pretty lady but then it's like but there's an actual story there and not just hey here's some scenes where the girl's gonna look pretty it's like hey you know you just see them and they, yeah sure they're pretty because that's who they are or that's how mm-hmm. you know they're designed but there's an actual story that's compelling that makes you want to invest in the book. Yeah, it's, I think it's, that's what's awesome. It's like the polar opposite of those '90s Marvel swimsuit episode issues. Yeah, agreed. Well, Alan, what do you think? Can we find those? I've been quiet because my iPad switched into manga mode. It's flipping the wrong way, and I'm trying to figure out how to turn it back. <laughs> manga mode, activate <laughs> no, manga mode. I, I, I there was a button that I pushed, and let I don't know what it, I pushed. Let me see it's it. Talk about the book, and I'll right fix here. your iPad. Uh, hey, I got more fodder for my thesis. All right. What's yeah, your thesis? You check out the Amazons, the one with the purple hair. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The one <laughs> <is> tough. <laughs> the one who has the undercut, is that what you mean? Yep. Yep. Because she's tough. That's how you know. <laughs> she's probably also really, like, you know, sassy. One of the other probably ones has an tough. eye patch. Okay. Oh, so, what true. I really liked is they took, like, um, a lot of the same themes and kind of made it. I don't. The word universal is wrong, but, uh, like, Batwoman, for example, uh, the Gotham Knights. Yeah, you yeah. know, on the back of her jersey. Mm-hmm. Where did knights come from? What was the oh. first like mm. time knights? I think came at up? some point they're like Wait. Batman's the Dark Knight. Yeah, oh, okay, everything is now knights. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, um, it's also because that's like a thing now. Number, so. Uh, yeah. so you have like the baseball team, which is kind of cool uniform. You have uh, the Amazons, which they took Wonder Woman's like armor, yeah. and just made it. Oh, this is what they all wear. So mm-hmm. it's not like she had a special. And they all have different colors. Suit. Yeah, yeah, they all have different colors. Um, yeah, also, a warrior, a warrior society. Yeah, but also you know? half of their uh, half of their chest is covered with which the, is with a the classic rope, Amazon thing. Which is, except they're actually yeah, have they both cut off. Yeah, um, and then the last one being uh, like the Russian sort of military. Oh thing. man, I was totally thrown off on that. They're the night witches. That's yeah, super I, cool. So I was, awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna plead ignorance here. Ex- Ian, explain. 
Uh, I don't know what Ryan. the night witches were. A, <laughs> Here we go. Like it's literally exactly that. They were young women, Russian pilots who. Okay, so there's like a military thing. This is an actual yes, thing that happened during World War II. Ski airmen. Yeah, yeah, but like, but okay. they specifically put them in like crappy old World War, mm. War World War One era biplanes. Yeah, and had them blow stuff up. Oh man, flying at night. It was hardcore. Except one of them in this case is flown by Supergirl. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, Russian that's Supergirl. interesting. Russian Supergirl. That's what I was. That's what I was. Yeah. So about. Red Sun Supergirl. Red daughter. Hey. Eh, she doesn't seem as angry and, and, and like she doesn't seem to love communism. Well, she seems much. to have a, a stable familiar relationship. So yeah. the the two. Okay. So one of them is okay. So you have Supergirl. That's what I was confused on. I was like, I'm not seeing. I got the. They're sisters, half sisters. Apparently, they are stepsisters. Well, obviously, well, no, one they had of them is not from Earth. Yeah. One anyway. of them is a space person. <laughs> but they one said of them flies. Yeah, one of them is Supergirl. Um, um also and the giveaway is they call her Kara. What's her name? Kara. Kara Kara something. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's the thing. I'm the not one, super familiar with Super Cor- and lore. Courtney? Yeah. What's Power Girl's name? Uh, uh her name is not that. It's okay. not that. I know what it is. Uh oh, the one thing that this book kind of suffers from is a little bit of same face. You yeah, know, a little bit. It, a little gorgeous bit. woman, a gorgeous woman, a gorgeous yeah, woman. Yeah. It kind of all bleeds it, together. Yeah, a at bit. some point you're like, well, which hair is this? Yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> when you have to go off hairstyle, it's a little. I'm, yeah, I'm going to bring up the one little topic that I'm. To be fair, that happens to Scott Pilgrim too. Yeah, yeah well, I'm going to bring up the one little topic that I'm actually really applaud them for not cutting out of the book and for keeping true to the character, which is Batwoman is in a uh, is in a same sex relationship. So yeah. is she is she like? Canonically, Canonically yes. like yes. She lesbians. Yes. They, they, they yes. went as far as to mm. imply that she was going to get married, and they decided at the last minute they wouldn't actually See, show the wedding. I had no idea about that. That's why mm-hmm. I, at first, because, you know, I was like, okay, Batgirl. But then I was like, oh, wait, like the red hair and like the blonde Kathy hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, and I, I was she's like, not Batgirl. She's I was, Batwoman. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, she's Kathy Kane. There was that moment where I second guessed myself. I'm like, wait, is this, is this like, Poison Ivy and Harley, like you know, because you have you know blonde, blonde and redhead, and and they're into each other. Um, no, man, that's that's cool. I didn't know, that, and especially like, that was a, a thing. I like that they made it like time appropriate to like, hey, we can't, you know, it's yeah, not it's socially like, like they didn't shy away from like, hey, back then this was a thing, yeah. and like right. it wasn't acceptable, but they didn't do it in a way. It's like, hey, you should be ashamed. It's like you know, I don't want to be ashamed of this. I'm yeah. proud of who we are, yeah. and you know, you're scared of it, which I which I really like. I also well, like the Amanda Waller showing up in an airplane. Yeah, hey, <laughs> old old well, timey Waller. Well, not even airplane. Right, it was an auto gyro. Yeah. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am learning about auto gyro. What are you? Saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love auto gyros. Um, They're so oh, dumb. Dude, Power Girl's name is also Kara because she's or, Supergirl from Earth Two. Oh, or sometimes that's right. they call her Karen. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Karen right. I'm like Star. derp. That's right. I am. Um, I think literally what one I of the toughest things to do in a time period book is to get to capture the feel. Um, and let's say the psych, the psychology behind certain characters without making it about like that theme. If that's not what your book is about. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to set your book, let's say in the South, you know, in like the fifties and the sixties, um, it's going to be, like it, it's it's almost doing it a disservice to be like no everything's fine everything's fine for everyone every everyone uh, yeah. is cool yeah, we're yeah. good here but at the how, same how time you? you know if it's like if it's just a book about like hey this this kid is you know playing music or whatever and then it's like super heavy on like the racism or whatever you know it it kind of takes away from it so like you were saying Ian the way that they found to address it to say like hey this is kind of what it is but at the same time this is not necessarily a book about 
you know, that one about dealing with that aspect, issue, that yeah. one issue, like you mm. said, it's just like, Hey, this is kind of the environment in which we have to operate to complete our story, you know, yeah. to, to achieve our mission and all that yeah. sort of stuff. I, I thought the art was like, Awesome. Oh, that's oh, great. Man. It's that got the really thin pencil lines. You know, it's got that feel of, uh, you know, like it, it's. It I, feels almost the same kind of era ish of, of art, I feel it like. It's very classic, kind of like Gibson Girl, kind of like those old Coca Cola ads. That, yeah. 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 I mean, until you get to the girls with the purple hair, but. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, but I mean, it's, really and it's a bit, you know, it's 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 not as detailed. It's a bit more hasty and more angular. But I, mm-hmm. I really like the art too. I like the color. I think is is really really good. Like the use of color in some of the places, like especially in the Wonder Woman story with with yeah. Steve Trevor. Like mm-hmm. all of his stuff is because he's like freaking out. So yeah, he's in like dark blue and mm-hmm. red, and and then like and then he passes out and I just feel- says his his uh, you know name, age, serial number. Yeah, thing. I want I want this as a like a like framed. Oh man, it's the giant so cool. eyeball yeah. with like oh, yeah. the wreckage. Well, and, and then like, yeah, oh, and the part with the wreckage awesome. where they're sort of hinting at like other characters because because who's the who's the lady character in the DC universe who speaks backwards? I don't know. It's that Zatanna. Is Zatanna is the lady. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's that's how she does magic. Is she says words backwards. So that that Wait, being there Zatanna sort of she's no, that she's not in this book. She's uh, the voice, but she's she's, she's maybe coming in the future yeah. because there's that part where all the words are backwards. Uh, oh, I legit thought that was like Latin or nope, something. It's not just gibberish. It's just <laughs> words. the words are all spelled backwards. Womp, womp. Uh, but no, the art, is, the art is super good in this. Yeah. Well, like, what you said about that color, like switching with Steve Trevor. Yeah. Like, it just made me feel like that whole little episode was like a Twilight Zone episode. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, here I am doing my thing. What? Well, What's yeah, and the happening? way the way yeah. they the way it's, I was going to say the way they shoot it, the way it's drawn, where he's like, I'm flying in the middle of the storm, and then like, ladies show up on eagles and then start cutting my plan up with swords like yeah how how else <laughs> yeah how else can you deal with that uh. besides like oh it's a <laughs> twilight zone x-files episode it's so good a deer penthouse <laughs> <laughs> i never thought this would happen to me let's fly on my plane during world war ii <laughs> i saw my buddy get blown up right in front of me <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm. I, I'm glad you guys liked it. I, I really enjoyed it as well. I'm hoping that they add more characters because I've seen some. Now that I'm like, okay, this book is in good hands. I like the character designs. Have you ever seen the character design for Hot Girl? Yeah. She's got a jetpack, like yeah. a oh, rocketeer style like jetpack. She has like a yeah. jetpack, like a yeah, rocketeer like style jetpack. I'm all in. If, all right. they, if they didn't sell me before, the jetpack certainly so, does. Well, you guys can check out uh, DC Bombshells. Uh, surprisingly, you know, it, it's it's not as not cheesecake like we thought. It's not as misogynistic as you thought it was. No, it's actually <laughs> no, it's completely actually opposite. Super feminist, which um, is fantastic. You can uh, check it out. You can get them in print. I know they, they are digital first, so you'll probably be able to catch up with them digitally probably faster, uh, which they're available on Comixology um, or the DC like app. A, um, like a buck an issue, I think they're right? like a buck an issue. Um, or you could go and wait until they come out in paper. I think there's a few issues now. Um, they are... Uh, available uh brick and mortar i'm not sure if they released a trade yet i don't know about that I think but, they have um but you can catch up really easy especially if you got an ipad or any sort of tablet uh or even a computer uh go ahead and do that uh it's dc bombshells and you can get that anywhere dc books are sold you know it, it's interesting it, it this is what i i think dc does best you know this they type need of to thing. give this stuff a chance what and let this go what's weird about that though there is with go. what you were saying ryan about there these characters being so iconic is it's so easy to say 
here is Batman, here's Wonder Woman, here's Superman, and like you said, just give them to a creative team and say, have fun. And I mean, having fun might be, let's put them back, you know, during World War II. Yeah. Let's set them a thousand years in the future. Let's let's flip their genders. Let's, you know, make them all gorillas. What Whatever it is. Can they be uh, crystal gorillas? They oh, could be. No, only sex on gorillas. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it, it's interesting that it, it's repeating the same stories it, that that's what like when you get the best work out of them just alternate versions of that but um from what i can see yeah when, when they're you get these longer storylines and they're trying to build out something new that's that's where it suffers and that's where you have marvel stepping in yeah it's super know. weird when you let creative people do creative yeah. things yeah it's crazy Ooh, hey, so they're up, to, they're up to digital issue 40 wow so there's plenty of reading material for you yeah um, okay, so I believe, uh, Ryan, I think you are the one who is next. It's me. Ryan, um, tell us about this book. I was very surprised that this was the book <laughs> you brought. This was All a right, Ryan so, book? So, this, is, so, uh, this was I'm the the shocked. vaguely classic book in my, my rotation this month, um, or this four-episode period. Uh, anyway, I brought, I brought Fell by Warren Ellis and uh, Ben Templesmith. Uh, it's not that old. The book came out 10 years ago, uh, but it counts as a classic because... This weird thing happened where where uh, Warren Ellis wrote this first arc, and it was an experiment because each issue is, is shorter than a normal. I mean, not shorter than a normal comic book, but it's it's only twenty two pages, so it's relatively short for an indie book. Uh, and so it was going to be like a like an experiment in episodic telling uh, storytelling. And then Warren Ellis's hard drive died, and he was just like, "Well, oh well." Oh. <laughs> so there's only one trade of this, uh, and it's it's like six issues or, or eight issues or something like that. Uh, and it and it all it does is just hint at atmosphere, and it's it's super incredible, and it bums me out that we'll probably never see more of it. But I, I feel like it's a book that shouldn't be forgotten, and it kind of is ten years later, and so that's why I decided we should read it. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of a little more metal than I usually bring. Yeah, I thought this was That's a chewy true. book. Like, oh yeah, this is like chewy influence all over it, man. Like it's but weird it's also a police procedural. Yeah, and, and I know, well, I know, that's true. but that art. Well, I mean, it's a police procedural, but it's so much like. I don't mean this in a mean way. It's like so much dirtier. Like that city looks dingy and yeah. awful. It looks like well, Ben Temple looks like is the Gotham. guy who did Thirty Days a Night. Yeah, I don't okay, so, that, that yeah, makes that, a lot. That of definitely sense. explains a lot of the art style too. So, what do um, you guys think? I really dug it. Um, I I like I, I, Ryan. I also I I don't watch police procedurals, but if they all looked like this, or if this is what I wish Gotham was, but it's not this. The TV show. <laughs> yes, this is what I wish Gotham was. Um, stuff like this, like this with Jim Gordon would be incredible. Like, and that's and that's kind of what Gotham by Midnight kind of was, but this is way better than that because of Warren Ellis. Um, but. I really dug the idea of it was like a single mystery and we, by the end of the issue, we've solved this weird mystery that was presented to us mm-hmm. kind of midway through. And, but yet it, it tells us that there's more to come and it, it does. It's a good first issue because unlike a lot of the first issues we, we read, which is like, we're setting up this huge thing. It's like, it's an experiment in, in like you said, an ex- experiment in that sort of storytelling, the uh, kind of the more episodic small stuff. So by the end of it, we actually have a completed story and yeah. we can read more. And it could be great, or we could just stop and be like, well, we read a comic, and the story is done. So this that we read, uh, uh-huh. Volume 1, Feral City, or whatever. Well, this was just Issue, issue one. 1. Issue yeah, 1. Yeah, Okay, so like the, this isn't the whole thing. No, this okay. isn't the whole thing. But but the, there is one volume, and that's all that yeah. exists. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was just the first issue of that. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, 
yeah, definitely a lot darker than I would have expected uh, from, yeah. from you. That's good. Um, yeah, you have. I, there were some parts of it that I'm like, because of what they could do with the art, because of what they did do with the art in certain parts. There, there was a good like three pages of just like, hey, let's talk. You know, there yeah. was a lot the, of talking. At the, at the there bar, was a lot of talking. Him and um. Was name Mako? Mako? Yeah, you know. Um, so it's one of those things where I was like, mm, "Can we trim that down to like a page and then get him being like, here's another mugger? I'm gonna kill him.'" <laughs> see, I, I don't I think he was see, ever like that. No, violent. I know, but that would have been cool. Here's, here's the thing, like for me when I was reading, because yeah, there's a lot of dialogue, but it never felt like it was overwhelming. Like you, I never turned a page and went, "Oh my god!" Like look how much it just kind of seemed to flow naturally for me. Um, maybe maybe I'm the odd man out, but no, I I, don't, I think that both of you are right. Where it's definitely a lot of talking, but it did feel like it flowed pretty well. I think the information given during those talkings could have been pared down a little bit, or maybe, maybe. saved as maybe uh, like a like a what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say a hook. Yeah, you know well, what I mean, I, I didn't put like together that, I didn't put together that young girl in the bar was the same girl who's dead. I mean, until they said dad well, died this morning, and then I was like, oh, like, yeah, I see, makes sense. Like that's I like that that we put those pieces together and like a mystery presented itself, and by the end of it, it was solved. Right, and, like, we knew, and it wasn't like this huge like I was really happy who was really doing it. It's like now we know what the ending is, and we'll go forward. And I was be more really, stuff. really, really happy that it got solved because I feel like. There it, are too many times when the first issue will play the long game, and you're yeah. just like, I kind of just wish I had a feel for what was going on here. And mm-hmm. there still is a long game. Like we didn't learn everything about the character. There's going to be more. He got branded. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Like, <laughs> like what the heck, game? man? Yeah. <laughs> like the vibe I got from this was like, at some point, like the city actually like becomes alive, and if you like bear the mark of the city, you will be spared. Or I was something thinking like more that. like the city just has an underground cult or something, and like. Everybody has a brand somewhere. You know what, Alan? Guys. It was just an opinion. I don't know. I haven't read it. No one knows. Because the second arc never got written. Because hard drives die. Yeah. Back up your hard drives. Let's let's back up your The art though in this is so it's it's I love the I love the the I love the coloring the most. It just has this like look of dirty, old, broken city like to it. Even like even the blues and stuff, it goes from like these kind of goldish yellow tones to this, these blue to this red. It's, it's, it kind of goes all over the color palette, but it, it's always kind of like more subdued or more like kind of dirtier looking colors. See, I, I don't have a good word for it because I'm not a, I'm not the art person. I get it and I appreciate it, but this is what I hate in movies okay. when it's just a single filter throughout the, uh, like, yeah, like, or a second the, filter. I understand. It the, just I feel like it takes away thing, the teal orange thing. Yeah, I just feel like it takes away from the the ambiance like the the feeling sometimes it works really really well but other times it just makes me feel like i'm in a haze and then i drop like my focus drops and then i'm paying more attention to the colors of the panels rather than what's going on inside them i feel yeah. like if it's done with purpose a lot of movies just do it because because te- like the light bluish or the teal and the orange are pleasing to look to the eye um but i think if it's done with purpose which in here i mean you a you could argue either way but i feel like here it's done with a little more purpose than just like Hey, we're gonna do this because it looks good. Like it's very clear, all the outsides are blue. Yeah, like all the scenes where he's like investigating or trying to figure out or doing quote unquote detecting. Yeah, um, have like a greenish filter to him, and then you know when he's just like, yeah, I I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of I interesting. It. I like when he gets to the city and there's the nun with the 
the, the Richard Nixon, Nixon mask on. Yeah. Smoking. That, the detail on that mask, though, is like, it's really nice. That's like, the thing I, about this art. It goes from being like super detailed to super kind of just. Uh, not really sketchy not great. and messy. <laughs> I don't think it's not great. I think it's just sketchy and messy. I just I, think, I don't I think know. it fits the book. For there's me. there are some panels that are I think very well done. There's some yeah. that look like off model or or something like was not quite uh, like the proportions might be off a little bit. Like when you look at um, I think it was page like thirteen or something like that where like Mako's talking. Yeah. Um, like the last panel on the bottom, like. Right, it's it just like I get it. She's like, you know, kind of tilting her head up, but it you don't really get that impression. It just looks like she has a big face for a second. <laughs> but then, like on the previous page, on the bottom left corner, you have that like awesomely drawn panel of her where she just says, "Mako, you're strange, Rich." You know, um, so I, yeah, things yeah, like that. I think that the 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 plus side about that is in this book, it really throws you off kilter. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be like you're walking around with like a fish eye lens on each eye. Yeah. And yeah. then everything just kind of gets distorted randomly mm-hmm. and it does a really good job of doing it. It's very psycho movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Like everything's very tilted and wonky yeah. and weirdly colored. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I, I it's got a really good feel to it. I, once again, really enjoyed that it wrapped up the little thing. Yeah. Uh, and then the bigger thing is still there. So the character doesn't feel like he's just a pawn moving through this larger thing, but rather he's affecting the environment around him, at mm-hmm. least a little bit. Although, you know, kicking the girl out was a little harsh. <laughs> but, I don't know. But I mean, better hey, for her. Hey, man, it's Warren Ellis. So, I mean, <laughs> he, it's, most it's things he does is pretty good. Um, so, Ryan, where can people check us out? Uh, it's or what available. did you think? Did you oh, you yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I watch a lot of police procedural shows, yeah, so I, I, I have a deep abiding love for episodic storytelling. Hey, person we know, by the way, was on CSI Cyber as like an extra. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> um, but because of that, I, I, I really like, yeah, that, that element of like, we get a complete story yeah. in, in this, we get a you know, mystery and then it gets solved. But at the same time, we get to like know this character a bit more and, and, and start to, build this town around him yeah um i i really i i've always had heard that this was good but i was like eh, it's not really my kind of book yeah and then like there was a sale on comiXology and i got the whole trade for like two bucks or something and and i tore through it in a night and i was like oh is there more of this and then i discovered no, no there and there is never not. will be oh, uh man. so i wanted to give you that same pain Hey, I mean, you never, you never know. I mean, for a long time, David Lynch is like, nope, that's it for Twin Peaks. Now this year is another a third season of Twin Peaks. That's yeah. true. Six so. episodes, but what hey. was it? Sixteen years later? Uh, twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five years, years later. Years later. Like they said in the show, I'll yeah. see you again in twenty five years. So I mean, Warren Ellis could at some point be like, all right, here's some more. Yeah, <laughs> there idea. you go. Yeah. So, never know. So you can get this on Comixology, obviously. Yeah, like you said. can get it digitally. Uh, it's it should be. I don't know if it's still in easy to find print, but you could probably find it online or special order at your local uh, comic book store. It's a single trade, and it's the image trade price, so it's ten bucks for the first trade. Sweet, yeah, check it out. It's pretty good for the only trade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the trade. So we move on to Alan. I believe oh. it's your book. It's my time. turn, Alan. So tell us about the book you brought. I brought a book called The Mighty Zodiac uh, by Jay Torres, Corin Howell. Marta Laiho and Warren, oh geez, uh, and Warren Ellis, Wusinich, Wusinich. Sure. Anyway, 
Uh, it is a book about animals that are also samurais and ninjas and rabbits that come from the moon to steal asteroids. Yep. <laughs> there you go. That's basically it. That, so that's the book someone, in a nutshell. Someone was at a Chinese restaurant. No. <laughs> so it, no, it, it's the book good. draws from the Chinese zodiac. Right. And and there's a classic element of the Chinese the Chinese zodiac that is the moon, which is not actually part of the zodiac, but it is the the moon and then the, the the Chinese have always interpreted the man in the moon as actually the rabbit in the moon. So it does sort of look like a rabbit. Okay. Yeah. So so a lot of this is really heavily based on the Chinese zodiac and Chinese mythology. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's called the mighty zodiac, and yeah. if you know anything about zodiac, you'll notice that on the first page, all the characters are like the rooster and the dog and the horse and the snake and blah blah. blah. Alan, you and I have the same Chinese zodiac sign, don't we? Uh, probably all of us do. No, Ryan nope, doesn't. Not me. Wah, wah. What's yours? What? What's yours? The, the cool dra- one. The dragon? Yeah. Yeah, man. Man, why would you be anything other than dragon? Because uh, uh, you were born in Chewy, a different year. Chewy, what's yours? Do you know what your, your Chinese zodiac sign is? Pretty sure I'm the rabbit. Oh. Lame. That, no, he's the scary guy that comes from the moon. Speaking of which, the rabbits are kind of scary. Yeah. Also, a dragon died Yeah. in this book. So apparently the dragon died, and therefore he couldn't hold up his constellation. The constellation stars crash to Earth, and they do something. And I don't know what they did. They're powerful. Yeah, we, we don't really, really know yet. They, I like this. You know what? Honestly, this feels like, and I don't mean this as disrespectful if we happen to have the, um, the, the writers and artists listening. It feels like a really good premise for an animated movie that nobody took a chance on, and they're all going to be really sorry about it. I feel, and like, I feel, I like, the, I feel like somebody watching was like, too much like Kung Fu Panda, get out of here. But I'm like, but this is good. No, look at it again. It's different. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's like, a, it's like a Kung Fu Panda meets... Maybe Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but with a lot more, with a lot like further elements. Yeah, I think I really I really enjoyed it actually. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. It's got a big cast of characters. So so yeah. So for the first issue, uh, there's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, yeah. and I feel I'll like it's that. not it doesn't detract from the first issue, but it does make it a little bit kind of like oh, all right, well there's that. <laughs> no. And the second issue, I'm sure, will pick up and then be a lot uh, a lot better. But there's some good old fashioned butt kicking, and then it's the true. rabbit ninjas when they're defeated just turn into fluffy little ninjas or fluffy little rabbits. It's so mm-hmm. cute. I like the shadow bunnies. The shadow, the shadow bunnies shadow, are pretty sweet. I mean, the shadow bunny. Okay, um, the shadow bunny kind of sounds like it would be something that is like, oh, that sounds like a cute children's tale. But mm-hmm. then it's like, no, it's got like a dark like German folklore like element. <laughs> well, <laughs> it makes me feel because I know steal you the, if you don't the eat hair, your vegetables. The hair of the rabbit's part of the zodiac, so like I don't know. Yeah, I don't, mind you, I haven't read more than this first issue, but I want to. I, I want to hope in my heart of hearts that like. He was like a former student who went bad. Oh yeah, like because yeah. I don't see him listed as like part of the Zodi- the mighty Zodiac group. Well, on what, the front. Is, what does he say when he confronts them? He's and like, that's what I was hoping. Like he said something like, like, "Oh, he has long like, as failed, long as not ready. He is weak. His pupils are ill trained, and you, stranger, ill mannered, to insult our master. Who are you? Uh, you know nothing of the Moon Rabbit Army. You don't even know that I am Rabbit One." So he uh, is the first one. Maybe he's the first. Ooh. one. So I feel like he maybe rabbit. was a former Unless student. He's the second rabbit, and they're counting. Um, starting in zero. <laughs> I, I just have this vibe. I'm like, oh, I wonder sure. if he's like a former student who went rogue, like, or who d- went away from rogue being hair. like, I don't know. I like that. I, I don't know if that's the <laughs> idea, but I want to hope in my heart that I guessed right. It seems like the majority of the book is spent with these four: uh, the rooster, the horse, the cat, and what was the other one? Uh, the the rooster, unlucky cat. four. 
Or yeah, and the dog. The dog. The and apparently they're, one. they're yeah, not the like... unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is they're not good, apparently. Like, yeah. they're good, but they're not like the best. They kind of suck. No. So it's not like, oh, well, they we're seemed, the masters. They seemed pretty good, though. Like, well, in, but they, they, well, they, they by failed. my standards. That's true. <laughs> I mean, they, like, you know, that star just apparently got extinguished. Turned into a starfish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a little weird. Star. It was weird. I bet it made... Star. Star But for me, that, like, grabbed my attention. I'm like... Okay, why? Yeah. Tell me more. But like this. But they're not fighting on top of grass blades and like with one finger. You know what but I mean? They're trying real hard and getting their butt <laughs> yeah. kicked. Here's the thing I really liked about this is like, I feel like they did a really good balance of adding just enough darkness into it, mm-hmm. but like not making it like too kid kitty or too dark. Like it has this really nice balance to where somebody uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pick on the two people here somebody like ryan who's more like looking for something that's like a kind of more fit kid friendly can read it but yet there's also this really dark metal bunny that is super hardcore ninja <laughs> there's that, a really dark metal bunny that, dark che- metal that bunny. chewy can really get behind and be like i like this like i feel like it does a good job of not just being like I, and I mean this is a compliment. It's very Pixar-like. Like there's things that kids can enjoy, yeah. and there's things that adults can enjoy. I think it's just called well-rounded. It's what, yeah, but yeah, but it but, totally but, it, but it doesn't pander. No. A lot of times they'll try to do stuff where it's like, well, we'll put some jokes in there for the adults. It's like no, everybody can get enjoyment, and nobody's ever feeling like they lost anything or it was pandering to one group or the other. It's definitely I, a, I really, a really like solid book. And as long as you're into like feudal Japan samurai movies oh, who and yeah. <laughs> who's like ninjas and you know Zootopia, then you're fine yeah and Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like commies don't yeah, that's right. I, I, except for the furry commies yeah what's that argument where like the faster you get to Nazis in an argument or something like the, that the Godwin the Godwin it's the Godwin yeah. thing if you use yeah. a Nazi you instantly lose the argument if you say like well at least it's not Hitler what Godwin is is the longer an argument goes the closer the more likely someone will bring up Hitler yeah <laughs> I, I just went to commies bunch of Hitlers so you're not there yet <laughs> boom Ian did it end of conversation done I uh, like when Hitler I like when Hitler is used as a adjective like you're just a Hitler <laughs> I don't. Uh, no, I, no, I really. I mean, this book was really shows. fun. I um, had seen. No. I don't know. There's something. There's something inside of me from growing up in the '80s where when I see a book with with funny animals on it, I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, it's one of those, right? Uh, but but this was this this explain. I, I don't know. Like there was a lot of animal stuff in the '90s. Like everything was everything turtles. Or, everything was funny animals. Turtles, oh, frogs, like all, all, okay. mice. Okay, like all those shows. Tiger mice, ducks, Mars. Shark God, ducks. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks, the cartoon show. Yeah. Like it's oh, just so good. like at, at some point. I like I just, the Mighty Ducks, not Ducktales or Darkwing Duck, or because I'm talking about like ducks that look tough. Oh, Darkwing um, Duck looked tough. Wild cats. Not, no, Launchpad looked pretty tough. Dopey hat. Yeah, um, cats with anyway, swords. yeah, wild cats. Or, I'm sorry, SWAT cats. Oh, oh cats. SWAT, SWAT cats. cats. Street sharks. Uh, Street sharks. So, so I don't know. There's just like some part of me back in the yeah. in the back, the I unconscious part of me in. that is just kind of like, that's uh, one of those. Oh, okay. Um, the same thing when I first read Shutter. Uh, I, I, I had the same feeling when I watched Kung Fu Panda for the first time. Like it's gonna be one of yeah, these things. And but but this one has shattered that expectation because it's super good. Uh, I really like. I'm I'm really curious to learn more. I want to I want to keep doing this. I think the reason why this breaks that cycle is because they're not all the same animal. Yeah. If it was like, oh man, here's a bunch here's a bunch of ninja roosters. <laughs> I love how the rooster, by the way, doesn't have hands, so he's just like holding everything very precariously with his yeah. like feathers. <laughs> he's like, oh, I like that too. I don't like it. I don't like it when they have like birds and their and their fingers are feathers. <laughs> 
It always just bothered me because it's not how I saw an animal. Adolescent right? abnormal ninja roosters. <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the that's the, the book I'm uh, writing. You can't really say ninjas. That one already exists. Ninjas. These are Ronin Ronin roosters. Ro- ro- yeah, Ronin roosters. Adolescent abnormal Ronin, Ronin roosters. roosters. Oh, you don't like A squared R squared? It's <laughs> 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 my favorite new book and cartoon show. All right, cue line. the guitar solo and <laughs> theme song, and we're out. <laughs> Good work, guys. Uh, but I, I really like this book. I want to read more. I, I do too, definitely, for sure. Alan, where can people get this? Uh, so you can find this brick and mortar or digitally. However, uh, this is the issue number one. Issue number two does not come out till next month. Whoa, what? you can so get a head start. 518 new. There you go. In which we learn how snakes evolve into dragons and how the unlucky four climb their way to the top. Ooh, Dude. snakes what? evolve into dragons, huh? Do you have to like have them fight other Magic snakes? Yeah, apparently they just have to gain enough Apparently they regress batch backwards in the Chinese Zodiac. You're yeah. like, I'm becoming This is old. This is also uh, put up by Ani Press. Yeah. Yes, actually, I was going to say that's what sold me on this book. Um, I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And trust. then I saw it was Oni Press. I'm like, I'm on it. Let's, I, I, keep I love seeing, Oni Press. I keep seeing, like, they for a while they just focused on graphic novels, but it seems like recently they've started putting out more single issue books. And well, I they, was, they had that open, that open call. Has been fantastic. That? Yeah. I, I actually, there was a tweet by uh, Kate Luth today that I read that said, hey, by the way, Oni Press is kind of the place to be right now because they're treating all the creators like creators and yeah not like i mean they've been machines. they've been established for a really long time uh so they have a, scott they have a history that scott pilgrim yeah. money <laughs> <laughs> hey it's nice to see that they're investing that scott pilgrim money in, in comics more, i agree yeah. i agree uh so chewy i believe you are the the last one t- uh, tonight and here's my issue so uh tell us about the book you brought the book i brought is called this damned band um it is on Dark Horse, it is issue one of six, and it is written slash scripted by Paul Cornell. Um, you also have art by Tony Parker, colors by Laverne Kinzierski. Uh, I thought that I was pretty proud of that. Um, <laughs> letters by Michael Heisler, and uh, the cover art by Tony Parker and Laverne Kinzierski. Um, basically we follow that we're, we're following this band, uh, mother, father, and, um, we're essentially, they're kind of like a, um, I, I would say they're like a Zeppelin Sabbath mashup is what they appear to be to me. Um, the way you kind of trace their history, they seem to be like, they turn from the Beatles into that. Um, I would say, uh, to More me, like Rolling like, Stones. Also, the, uh, I, the vibe I got was definitely Zeppelin. Definitely a little Black Sabbath. The Who is the one that I really got. Oh, yeah. The Who's that lead singer looks like Roger Daltrey to me. That's what I got. Really? Yeah. Looks like Robert Plant to you? Yeah, yeah, a little no, bit. No, I mean, it they both it, it feels very Zeppelin Who-ish. Yeah. The reason I, I felt Sabbath was because of the uh, bassist and the drummer. Yeah. Like, for sh- oh, for sure. For sure. It's definitely like... You know, like so you could just say, like, I'm Giza Butler. It's a 1970s, 70s metal. It's a 1970s hard rock metal proto metal. Um, and uh, we're just kind of getting to know them. And the framing device for this so far is that they're being filmed for a documentary, yeah, which is a really interesting, yeah. Thing. I like that that's the format, definitely a good storytelling yeah. device because you can show what you want and leave yeah. out the parts that you don't and just say, like, well, the camera wasn't there. It's like we're using the framing, or we're we're using the documentary um, that's being filmed to get to know them, and then 
what it'll do is it'll put us on a night at a performance or something. And then we kind of exit the documentary for a moment while we watch the events as they happened. And then you, you know, it's, it's interesting, but um, yeah. So there you go. What do you guys think? And they're at the Budokan. Yes. Cause I yeah. mean, you had to put, you have to play the Budokan. What I is f- the Budokan? The Budokan is a huge ra- a Japanese venue. Really? Like you ever, you ever hear that song? I want you to want me by cheap trick. Yeah. You know the live version? Yeah. That was recorded at Budokan. Oh, really? Those are all Asian girls screaming Un- in the back. Unleashed <laughs> in the East with uh, Judas Priest. Also Budokan. Budokan, Budokan. Was, is like, was like the back then, like the big Japanese venue that you play at. Yeah. Um, I love this because it's a love letter to one of my favorite genres of music, which is classic rock and roll from oh, this yeah. period. Uh, it also, cut because of that documentary style, and it's funny because with Julie and I saw a sticker for this movie on the back of a car, even though it's nothing like it, it's way weird, has this kind of almost famousy vibe to it, which yeah. I like. <laughs> sure. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. It's, it's not got super... It's a little bit of that, and it's got a little bit of... of Spinal tap, tap as well. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it combines all the things that I like together into one, one yeah. mix. And it's funny because... I for a while I just thought because of that framing device and this is no by no means this just seemed like something I thought you might bring yeah. because of the framing device but because I didn't pay attention to who was bringing what book at the end last time because <laughs> I'm dumb um, but I was like Chewy, really I think he switched our books in his you mind. big dumb dumb uh, I was a big dumb dumb um, but I I'm just going to talk with a British accent the rest of the night I, I'm biased <laughs> I'm biased though because because of the, because of the death with me and shoes uh, I'm biased just because of the genre and the time period and stuff because I love I love this stuff. Um, but the one thing I will give it, even taking that aside, I think the framing device of putting it as a documentary gives you, like Alan said, the freedom to kind of cut things out and be like, oh, well, it's a documentary, so you're not going to always see everything. And so it gives you a little bit of a different way to present each character and present how it, how it's how it's structured, which I really, really liked. Um, and I like the twist at the end, too. This is weird. <laughs> it's like, yeah. is this going to go in a weird way, or are they going to come down from this? No, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Weird. Like At the end of the book, is it are they still high? I can't, I can't really... So they eat a bunch of hallucinogenic mushrooms. Like, Except for the one guy, the drummer doesn't. But Except, he but he touches, he touches it. it. Yeah. Apparently still absorbs yeah. it. That's how potent these things but, are, like ghost peppers. But <laughs> is that really what it is, or are they all being influenced by an external force? Of a supernatural realm. I don't know. Obviously, they are. Yeah, but what? Well, <laughs> sort of. I mean, what if this whole book just takes place on a crazy drug binge? It definitely could. Look, yeah. they all—they all died in the plane crash. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the art for the most part. Oh yeah. Uh, I thought it was—it was—it's very, very realistic. It's—it's it's not super cartoony. Um, and I think that fits with the sort of documentary vibe. Like they who, don't really try to stylize stuff who very did much. The art for this? Um, with the exception of uh, the the drug trip scenes, yeah, yeah, they were insufficiently trippy for me. Especially considering the cover, like right, could have they could have gone. They could have gone. gone I like way more. I like they how they went way more. faux anime with the yeah. drug scene. Yeah, like just because they're in Japan. I think I think they're I think having that's fun the with that. Why. Yeah, I think they're I think they're having fun with it. But I feel like they could have they could have been weirder with the colors. They could have and I and like they did some some crazy stuff with panel layout, which yeah. which worked pretty well, pretty disorienting. But I don't know, like so it just says I, I've read some weird I've read some weird comics and this was insufficiently weird. <laughs> it says art is Tony Parker, and I'm assuming that means pencils and inks. Yeah. yeah. So what's interesting about that is this the the art like what you said it was very realistic. Everybody's very realistic facial expressions. I feel like Tony Parker yeah. must have had so many references sitting in front of oh, him. Oh man, he probably has he just, so many pictures of like himself like, in photo or, booth on his computer, or like Robert dumb Plant faces, yeah, yeah. or like Adultery, Robert Plant faces, plant. 
It's it's all. I mean, well, I mean, and the drummer looks like John. He looks like John Bonham, but yeah. he acts like Keith Moon. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's if you know this genre and this time period of music like pretty well, you, it, there's a lot of things you can point to. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I, I think like what Geezer Butler. <laughs> I think what I uh, play the bass. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dark and tortured soul. Ozzy's yeah. gonna sing me lyrics. <laughs> Sorry. What was that? Uh, that That's was Geezer Butler, the bass yeah. player from Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. sure. Um, uh, yeah. So I was just gonna say, like, with those facial expressions, though, you do get a really good range of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just look and go, okay, he's very upset, or this is very outrageous, or he's having a good time. So, I don't know. I think that it works in some ways and then in others it just adds unnecessary detail like in some of those group shots yeah yeah i think you could have gotten a much simpler style and it would have been a lot better group shot but yeah it's an art style thing i really like also at the end the album covers just because i i, yeah. I like that it's I, I like that it's beatles-esque but then you can see other stuff in it with it um as well uh personal favorite album named cunning linguists brilliant yeah of course yeah. um and also the, the fact that these guys sell t-shirts and they're yeah. real, and I could probably get one. You could yeah. probably get one. I might, I might have to do You can that. go right next to your uh, Happy Time Sloth shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and go back I, to my, next to my Science is the New Rock and Roll t-shirt that I have. So I just put all next to each other. Yep. I thought, it was, at them, I thought it was pretty them. interesting. Because, um, you know, from, from the pitch from last week, kind of the elevator pitch of it, it's like, oh, they, you know, quote, worship Satan. Oh, I love a that little, last little you know, yellow a li- box. A little... Um, but like unbeknownst to them, they were actually worshiping Satan. Um, I, yeah, I liked the fact that in this when because I kind of thought it was one of those things I hadn't read the book beforehand. I thought it was gonna be one of those things where we're gonna join them, you know, once they're all done, and then it's like, oh, time to pay, time to pay, time to pay on all those contracts, oh, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But we're like, at least at this point, experiencing it in the moment, and um, because of that, also in the documentary, you have those moments where it's like you're not even seeing them like oh man this is who we are and later nah it was just all like in the moment they're being like oh, okay oh yeah okay anyway can you get me some milk please yeah, uh, yeah. i worried or, about them they're a good couple yeah they're a good couple oh, wait don't put that in there i'm not in character <laughs> you know like they're worried about like being filmed out of character yeah, at yeah, the time yeah. and the only only the one dude is actually like that but even then it's just more of like um like stay in character. This is a thing. Do mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. You know, play better. Um, but it, I thought that was kind of interesting that we see from the beginning that they have that mindset. And then yeah, you, you have like a Japanese like demon lord that still shows up after they've supposedly come down from their drug high. My, that was pretty awesome. My two favorite parts of this book are as follows: one, pony. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>, pony. <laughs> and it's like it's like like he needs it. And he just all it is is like, oh, oh pony. pony, nice. Uh, and then also that last little yellow box, which is I think is the is the is a great way to, to, to write it. It says next issue. When you said worship the devil, I heard speech marks. I was yeah. like, oh my god, that's perfect. Because to me, it's like they're they're the, the ones like, hey, being like, hey man, yeah, worship the devil. Could you imagine if a, a rock band said that? And then a devil shows him, he's like, hey. Thanks for the good press. Yeah. I really like you guys. Have a good day. It's like, no, no, no. I I was, well, first of all, you exist. (laughs) Secondly, what? (laughs) 
Also, so, cool suit, bro. Yeah, I yeah, know. He's a slick looking no. scary my, looking. My favorite little sequence is on the second night at Budokan, mm-hmm. um, where they have like where they're filming the fans and like asking them stuff. And you have the four different fans like oh, reactions, yeah. and the one. There's like, why do you like them? You know, and like the one guy's like, they're not fun. They're like serious and like heavy. And then the next one's like, they're really fun. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, I just think, you know, they're just trying sometimes. And it's like, I don't know, man. Kept the revolution going, man. That, His name was probably Tommy. That's, Tom, Tommy Song. That same page also has one of my Song favorite. Song is totally I, not I a Japanese know, But he traveled one. there. Jeez. It has one of my favorite little visual gags, which is the <laughs> guitar tech. That's this big fat guy going like, one, yeah. two. You've, oh, we've yeah, all been yeah. to that show. One, that, two. That would be Chewie and I's job. We'd be like, one, two. Okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I I really dug it. Um, Chewie, I, I actually, it's it's only six issues. I want to read the rest. I want to know what happens. I need to know what happens. This is my kind of book. I, it takes me back to like if you would have showed me this in high school, I'd been like, there's comics that are like this. I'd have been like, comics are the best thing ever. There's more than just <laughs> Batman. It you has. You, you mean I could read Batman, Spider Man, and this? Not not very much. I was Mister. I was a I was Mr. Classic Rock in high school. I know, I know you were. So, I mean, I, I liked superheroes. I loved Spider-Man. Oh, you were the kid I hated in high school. Yeah, you were the kid did I you hated. Wear, did you have a Pink Floyd shirt in high school? I definitely did. <laughs> I'm out. I can't do this even. I can't. You don't like Pink Floyd? It's not that I don't like Pink Floyd. I hate people that wear Pink Floyd shirts. Why? Why? In high school. Floyd. Why? I, had, I like the wall. That's my favorite. So you're album. not allowed to okay. like Pink All Floyd right. in high school and then wear the shirt? That's, so uh, yeah, where can people pick this true. up, Chewy? Um... Well, it's a it's a dark horse book, so you can pick it up wherever dark horse comics are sold. Um, off the rack, you pick it up uh, online. There's a dark, the dark horse, horse app. app. There's uh, places and cool. You places can you can get. actually get dark horse books on Comicsology. Oh, it's now now available on Comicsology. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Um, so that's going to wrap us up for uh, Here's My Issue. So now we move on to part two of the show, which is called First Prince. And in this part of the show, uh, we read a classic comic book run, uh, an arc of some sort, uh, sometimes a graphic novel or just a single issue. Something that if you're brand new to comics uh, or maybe you've been out of the comics game for a while is a great place to get started. Uh, this time we read an uh, image book uh, that has been around, an image series that's been around for a long, long, long time. Uh, written by Robert Kirkman. Kirkman. Uh, not that image series, but different one. Uh, Invincible, uh, which is a superhero book. Um, the best way I could elevator pitch it to you is let's combine Spider-Man and Superman and everybody has a good time. But I hear <laughs> we read the first, like the first arc, the first trade. Spider-Man, Superman, the Invincibles. Yeah. It's, and it's. Oh, Incredibles. I meant yeah, Incredibles. Incredibles. Yeah. yeah. But we, we, uh, we read the first arc, which apparently things get, Ryan was telling us, things get things crazier get from crazy. here. Crazy. But yeah, right, but this is crazy pretty good. banana pants. And the reason I mentioned Spider-Man is because that's what this reminded me of the most. Like it uh-huh. feels like that, like young teenager discovering his powers, being eager, wanting to help. Mm-hmm. But like you know, and his dad also is like it's like a Superman had a kid and was like, all right, we're well, getting your powers now. It's they're coming in. Let's let's do stuff about it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I really like that vibe. I feel like if I would have read this when I was in high school, it would have been all again another one I would have been all about. Yeah, and I still like it now. Um, but what did you guys think? I really like this book. I remember reading it a long time ago, a couple of years. Uh, but so I liked is, it then this too. This is pre. This is pre Walking Dead, Kirkman. Yes, yeah. probably worth mentioning. Uh, but I just like the Seems idea. So happy. <laughs> I like the idea of a of a superhero growing up, and like it has that Spider Man esque. Like it's not one of those books where everything immediately is terrible and dark and grim. 
You know what I mean? Mm. And it's a kid discovering himself and his powers and it's wacky adventures with cool outcomes and yeah, there's conflict and, and evildoers, but it's generally just a pretty straight up superhero book. Yeah. With like a little bit of sensibility thrown in. I think mm. this book is a superhero book with sensibility. And I think that's what makes it really good. What yeah. do you mean by sensibility? Like uh like Explain. common sense. Okay. Like, you know, you'd be surprised how often people don't look up. <laughs> oh yeah. Or uh hey, this guy really needed a thing. Well, now he doesn't have like they really needed the the processor chips, but now they don't have them. So now so their they plans ruined. The thing. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not like, well, we got them anyway. Whoa, 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 whoa. or yeah. you know. It's very it's almost like weird to say but it's like day in the life of a superhero in some ways. Yeah, it's a little slice of lifey. Yeah, but but in like but but in a way that's like obviously not at all realistic, but um, and yeah, I didn't see that, like, they didn't see that twist at the end coming. Not at all. Like, I did not right? think about that at all. And then when they, when they pointed out, I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. And this is yeah. really good. Like mm-hmm. it's, and it like hints at like, Hey, we've been showing you this world. That's pretty happy. Go lucky. Yeah. Maybe some people are, you know, robbing video game stores or, you know, there's some, <laughs> there's some crime about, but when people start blowing up and then it's like, Hey, by the way, it's your high school teacher. And he's sad. Yeah, there were some people legit died. In and he's book. like a psycho. He's like a, he's like yeah, a crazy he's person. He's lost his mind. And it's like the hints at like this yeah. happy, colorful world we've seen that is like, oh, superheroes and great. They're like, there's some darkness here. Yeah. That like hints like, what else are we going to see that's even worse than this? Yeah. Um, I really, I, I, I really dug it. I, I the one thing that kind of took away a little bit, and it's not really that bad. It's not a major complaint because you know, like I say, I, I, I'm willing to overlook it if, if the story is good. Sometimes the art was a little, a little weird, a little um, shaky. Yeah, it, it wasn't my, my personal favorite choice of art style. Um, but it didn't bother me so much that I'm like, I can't enjoy the book. Um, it, it just. I don't know. I, I feel I, no. I get what you're saying. I feel like I felt the same way the first time I read it, mm-hmm. but then reading it again, I really like it. I mean, it fits. It's not like I'm like, oh my god, what a what an awful awful art. No, it's not like that at all. It just isn't like my favorite style. But um, but, I, but yeah, yeah. I don't know why I really liked the art. Okay, like it was. It was familiar enough to like get you in the vibe. Of, like this is a superhero book, but mm-hmm. it was also not quite as so traditional to be like oh it's like a stuffy old superhero story it's like hey this is like superhero next generation man mm-hmm. i feel like, like <laughs> i feel like i read this about six or seven years ago uh-huh. mm-hmm. so that would mean that like it wasn't it wasn't my first indie book that i've ever read mm-hmm. but i think it was one of the first like indie books uh not like a marvel not a, yeah. an anime you know that yeah. had like an art style that i was really used to so it was definitely kind of jarring to read mm-hmm. um art wise so I, I get where you're coming from mm-hmm. on that but i think that now that i'm way more used to different art styles meaning different things and lending themselves differently i think it's a lot better and it fits the mood of the book really well yeah i really like the art i really like the super stylized and i really like the all the like really kind of bright colors it it feels very it makes it it helps the book feel very positive very, oh, yeah. very upbeat i also feel like like in terms of indie books this is like this is like this is like training wheels. This is like tricycles. This is like a little bit. Yeah, hey, you like you like Marvel and DC. This is a superhero book that you might like. You can uh-huh. totally wean somebody on to maybe oh, absolutely. something. Yeah, this maybe is like something. this is the baby bottle. This is the training wheels. You know. Yeah, but it's still a very solid. Story. But it's no, good. Yeah, like it's it's not it's not like it's dumb. It's not down a cash grab. No, 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 but no, it, no, but no, it's, no it's more like a hey, you like superheroes? This is superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Um, <sighs> I I have some thing some theories. I haven't read, mind you. I've only read this. Okay. I feel like 
I feel like what we presented in these first five issues, and my, yeah. you guys probably you might know this if you read more, so don't spoil it for me or tell me right. I'm right or wrong. But I feel like in these first five issues, we were presented with this bright, colorful world, and at the very end, we learned that everything or things that we thought we knew aren't what they seemed. Mm-hmm. So I think what else in this was painted so beautifully mm. and yeah. pretty mm. and nice. And that's his dad's <laughs> backstory. Yeah. Wow. And I'm starting to wonder, is that true? Absolutely, yeah. it's true. Well, they, <laughs> they have the one panel that tells it all, and that's when he's fighting those green aliens, and his eyes are, like, bugging out, and he's doing the, like, Ugh. They just have one They're panel like, where he's like that, and he's like, Maybe Dad? he's not as perfect yeah. as he says he is, exactly. or this, what... I don't know. I get this idea that's like, oh, is this utopian society? We all unanimously agreed that we need to spread no, this I mean, around. I, I, and yeah, I volunteered to go to Earth. It's like, uh huh. <laughs> okay. Like, like in the moment when you're first reading it, you read that first issue and you're like, this is so positive and happy. And like, yeah, okay, sure. He's telling the truth. And then you see that panel that Chewie's talking about and you're like, well, maybe he's just has some anger stuff. That's fine. And then the end of the book, you're like, oh, there's teachers that are killing students. Yeah. What? What's going on here? Oh, by the way, I enjoyed Science Dog appearing on the. Oh wall. yeah, oh, Science yeah. Dog, right? Tons of Science Dog. Dude. I I really uh, I really like that. I'm just like, and that made me hungry. I'm like, I want to read more of this. I am. Um, oh yeah. I, I, and I'm like, there's so much. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could binge on this for a long time. Yeah, I did with like Walking Dead. Twenty something trades of this. Yeah, oh, trades. And they trades. just they just finished the first. I guess what you call series of this. Yeah. Yeah. So the new book is sort of like a secondary series. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and they've done like spinoffs, like just an Adam Eve book for a bit and stuff like that. Well, too. they did, and they did. They, I know they did. Science Dog was like a, a separate thing. Yeah, yeah, it was its own. Separate. They did a they did a, an image crossover. Yeah, <laughs> where they had like Madman and and Invincible, uh, like, Savage Dragon. It was it was kind of dumb. Was There's, Spawn in there too? Please yes, tell yes, me. Yes, of course he was. Yes, drawn <laughs> drawn by drawn by Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> No, that's it. that's it. No, no, he just looks like he's from Kohog now. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane's spawn. Oh man! <laughs> uh, um, by the way, uh, if you're listening, uh, please draw that. That's your next drawing challenge: draw spawn in Seth MacFarlane style. Charlie, Plank. Yeah, you. good luck with that. If you have some time, I like uh, the bit. I like the bit where he's flying with his dad. His dad's like zooms out and comes back. Oh, there's an earthquake. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, was sorry there was this. Those sorry, there was that. And then he's like. Should I be taking care of these? Oh, no, 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 you'll get to it. You're, you're not fast it's enough yet. It's, it's funny about Invincible. <laughs> There's uh, a guy I, I, I knew. Well, I, I was a friend of a friend who I, when I first went to Comic-Con, my very first year I went to Comic-Con in oh. 2011. Uh, Do you hate this person now? I, I, a little bit because I'm jealous of him. Because what happened is he's like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to meet my favorite comic book creator, yeah. Robert Kirkman. I'm going to have him sign my Invincible book. He's wearing an Invincible t-shirt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hey, it's very random day. I'm like, oh, did you ever meet that guy that you were like? This is like right as yeah. Walking Dead hit. I think it was like the first yeah. year that like the first season of Walking Dead just ended. He's like, oh, yeah, I like, went up to him at the image booth. He was sitting right there. Now that would never happen. Oh, yeah. like, no, you have to wait in a line to, to get a lottery ticket to yeah. maybe get your book signed. Yeah. Like it's, I'm surprised that you got a picture with him that one time yeah. when we were at WonderCon. You, he seemed kind of like, I don't want to be here. Well, it's crazy because if you <laughs> I like, need to well, get back it's a to work. Who wants to be there? <laughs> read the forward. So of much this invincible book, to write. <laughs> if you read the forward of this book, which was, you know, written when this came out in like 2005. It already talks to about Robert Kirkman as a guy who's been making comics for a while, mm-hmm. and so everybody who's like, "Oh, overnight success, Robert Kirkman," it's like, <laughs> no, 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 this no, guy no. was making no, comics no. for like 
decades yeah, before Walking Dead hit. Long time. There's this so. thing called Ant Man. There's this thing called Invincible. There's this thing called Battle Pope. There's yeah, this yeah. Battle Pope. Yeah, like like he, I think he wrote, puts he wrote, in put dude puts in work. Dude. I think he wrote yeah. Battle Pope while he had a full time job. Didn't yeah, he? <sighs> I think so. How? What are we complaining about? Right now, then <laughs> we're privileged yeah. and whiny. Um, <laughs> by the way, did you see the mall scene? Fashionable oh. male. Was, was that was that in there too? Yeah, there are also, so I also many. Twin, I know so, Twin Pines Mall. So Twin there Pines are Mall. So many jokes. And then there's in the Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. I definitely there's definitely uh, there's a moment where somebody's McFly. wearing a, a wild stallion. Stallion. Yeah, yeah. and then your two favorite buddies right here in the very very background. Hey, James and Bob. I missed that. Now the, Thanks, the, Kirkman. The, all the crowd scenes have tons of jokes. Uh, they go to Reginald Vell Johnson High School. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that is. He is he was the dad on Family Matters. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the actor. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> oh, he broke Ian. Oh man. At some point, at one point, somebody's wearing a shirt that says to rap. Say- did you also oh, notice I saw that, that like he, the gap logo? Did you also notice that he's the principal? Yeah. Yeah. That's, Reginald Vell Johnson. That's that's oh my god, that warms my yeah, heart. Yeah, Ian right here. Reginald Vell Johnson. That's so funny. You guys rock, man. You guys are the best. Like <laughs> all these things that I'd be like, only I would get this joke. I'm sure they did they're like, screw it, we're the only guys who are gonna laugh at this. And then there's nerds like me who like, you know, Carl uh, Carl of Duty black cops. Um, let's see. I um I like his clown shirt that he wears just because oh yeah the wild stallions hat yeah that's pretty oh awesome. wow um you could totally read this oh, more man, than there's once so, there's that dude that has a bandaid on his face like Nelly because that was the time um <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this the one with the jets like this has to be from that Calvin and Hobbes with the T Rexes right I mean these jets look exactly like, this yeah, page I looks exactly so. like it was torn from that dinosaurs versus uh you know what I really like Very about this fashionable book male is it's funny. And it's really action packed, but there's a character whose name is Robot. Yeah, there yeah. is just Robot. His name that's is Robot. It. That's it. that's it. That's all. And you at need. no point, I, I I feel like like at some point he meets him. Oh, they're like, oh, this is Robot, and he's just kind of like, all right, like not like what? Like you guys have a guy on your team named Robot, and he's a robot. And they're like, no, no, this is Robot. And he's like, all right, good to meet you. <laughs> yeah, Robot's very unimpressed with everything. Sorry. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm no, I, and I love that it's like like they are like, well, we need the robot guy, and he's going to be like the know-it-all. Mm-hmm. And, and he's totally like that annoying kind of know-it-all. I'm still looking at like the backgrounds of all this stuff now. And yeah, I I'm like going through it. one of my favorite it. ones when they're in the cafeteria, the two posters. Milk good, eat it, it's good for you. Two separate posters, one that just says milk good, and another one with no picture on it that just says eat it. It's good for you, but, but let's be honest. The words that are the words that are, are made very bold is "eat it, you." Yeah, eat it, you. And also, <laughs> oh, I can't get over Reginald Bell Johnson High School. Good. Oh my god! Bless um, you guys. Bless you. Okay, so there's something that I, I can't quite put my finger on that maybe you can help me with, uh, Ryan. Um, I feel like the time period of when this book came out and kind of the the country and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know that we live in America. Uh-huh. Uh, the United oh, States that of America. place. Yeah, um, I feel like that. There's something that's trying to be said there uh, with the events of this book and kind of the state of like hyper vigilance, but also nonchalantness mm-hmm. to it. Like you know, he's like, "Oh, I'll keep my eyes out and see if I see anything else about like." any of these mall bombers like this is crazy like I'll, I'll let you know if i find anything and then like nothing happens for like three pages and it's like someone's like oh did you did you find anything no okay 
and it just drops like that. And I'm yeah. wondering, I, I don't know if that's kind of being like, Hey, this is how we're all acting. Like we're all talking about being concerned about this stuff and safety, but no one's doing anything about it yeah. or, you know, yeah. the, the kind of like, Hey, everything's cool now. Everything's fine. You know, like we've all come, we, we all came out of it and we're all good, yeah. but there's still that like, underlying danger or something I, I i don't know i can't quite put my finger on it but i felt like there was something there um, i could see that potentially yeah i could see that i could see it based on when it was written and that um like if you see something say something um yeah i could see that i can see that um i don't really have much more to say but i agree with I you. that was a very good Superman point red sun and it. Really? oh how'd they get Let's away with it. that nice. oh wow, <laughs> wow. Yep, Good job is. hiding all the stuff in the background. I think I think my favorite thing of this week that's made me smile the most is Reginald L. Johnson High School. Yeah, and I clearly. hope to live in an America one day. That is the thing. I will champion Reginald L. Johnson High School. He's also in Die Hard. He is. We're he shot a, a kid. We're gonna get a Kanye West High School. No, before. Reginald L. Johnson. Too bad. He has the best name to say. Uh, come on, RV, uh, RVJ High. I go to RVJ High. How I'm not great is that? disagreeing with you. I'm just saying RDJ what's going to happen though. first. I'd be I'd be good with Robert Downey Jr. High School. That'd be good. Um, I don't know. What else do you guys think about uh, anything else you guys want to say about this? I want to read more of this. I definitely yeah, do. Dude, I want to read all of it right now. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, like- I was afraid to jump into this pool, but now I'm here and I'm <laughs> going to swim in it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, su- it's surprisingly it's really like it moves quickly. Oh yeah. my gosh. It you does. Know, really you see quickly. the name of the principal? What is it? Is it principal? Yes! <laughs> yeah. Oh, principal B and Winslow. Winslow. Yes! <laughs> oh, bless you guys. Oh, bless your heart. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, no, man. It, but it's paced really, really well. Like, it doesn't feel like a lot of reading at all. It, it ha- Everything happens really fast. It moves forward. I also really like the idea of, like, I love that at the end... Like the dad comes back and he's like, yeah, I've been in this slave camp on this alien planet for eight months. That's the other thing I was going to bring up is I really like the mom's reactions. I think those are played so yeah. well of like, he'll be okay. But you could yeah. tell like inside she's like terrified, but it's like, no, he'll be, he'll be fine. She's like, oh, why are you down and watch TV? I can't watch TV by myself at night in the dark. She, and it's like, yeah. you're like, you're like, it's very clear. You're so scared, but you have to be strong. And like, you have to treat these things like there's no big deal, even though in your heart of hearts as a mother and as a wife, you want to be like, what are you doing? Yeah. But you know, like you have to do this. So I also like the sign for the restaurant they go to beefy Frank's because oh, yeah. it lists what they have underneath it. And it goes like this hot dogs, chili dogs, shakes, cheese, fries, hot dogs, sodas, Hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so they got hot dogs. You guys got, I think I'll try one of them. Uh, um, Cheese fries. Uh, what's hey, your, what's heard, your most popular um, menu? <laughs> no, it's like it's like on the episode of The Simpsons with the pretzels. Had, um, I'll take, uh, let's see. Um, hot dogs. Come on, hurry up. I want to get my pretzel. Uh, one pretzel. So <laughs> So, all right. Anyway, um, but yeah, this is available. I mean, throw a rock, the image book. So it's yeah. available anywhere digitally or comic mm-hmm, books sold. Mm-hmm. Go to into a comic book store and just look at all the 20 books or find one of those omnibuses. I'm sure they have those. Yeah, too. they do have them. Um, I'm reading the heck out of this. I'm glad that I jumped in this pool. I was scared, but now I feel safe. 
So I'm going to read me some more Invincible. I don't know about you guys. Um, I would definitely recommend, especially if you really like the like big two comic books, but you're looking to kind of expand outside of that, but you want to feel safe, That's the this is a great one to do it with. Um, it, the It's good. It's really good. I yeah, think. I agree. So uh, that is going to do it for First Prince, and now we move on to the four-color character compendium, which is the third part of our show, uh, where we talk about comic book characters, uh, superheroes, supervillains. Uh, we talk about uh, teams like the Fantastic Four or the X-Men or organizations like S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, or sometimes we even talk about comic book creators, writers, artists, anybody who's really important uh, to comic book history. And it's almost a little bit like a comic vocab test. Like we, t- we kind of define and give you a little bit of a history lesson about characters and people. So Also, uh, you get a grade and you have to defend that grade. Ryan. You don't. Ryan. No, that's to defend wrong. the grade. Defend your grade. You have to, have a, you have to write a report and then defend it A's. in a panel of, of several. Ryan, yeah. I... So, I know that you, we normally have you open up, open up the that. tome. I feel of char- like this should be your tome to open, buddy. I, and I feel like we normally have you open the tome of the character compendium, but this particular character we've chosen tonight has a whole com- has a whole compendium of his own. <laughs> so put aside the normal one and pull out the compendium for, of of this one particular Marvel character, which is who are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about a uh, a, a well known character who goes by the name. Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Does whatever a spider can? That's my understanding. Spins a web any Who? size, catches thieves just like flies. Look yeah. out. Here comes Spider-Man. You got it. That's, hey, that's is it, he strong? Uh, it's, yeah, I believe so. Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. That's actually a lyric. What a genius theme song. <laughs> a million dollars to those people. Uh, we're talking specifically about Peter Parker Spider-Man. Yes. The, the classic, quote-unquote, Spider-Man. The Spider-Man that um, Alan and I grew up with and so, loved. So, and yeah. everyone did. Everyone loves Spider-Man. So Spider-based nerds have at it. What's the first issue? Who created <laughs> him? Spider-based right. nerds. Alan, do you want to have a, a Spider-Man off and see how much we know? Uh, I know that you know more than I do, but I'll do my best. Created by up. Stan Lee and, uh, well, technically, Stan, Stan Lee, but uh, technically uh, it was Jack Kirby first, but then Jack Kirby's like, I he didn't like the costume or something. He's yep. like, no. So he's like, here's the new costume. And he's like, no. He's like, uh, Steve Ditko, what do, you, what do you have going on? And he's like, okay, here, this. And he's like, that looks great. That's, I did it. It was me. No, we've we've talked about this. No, on spi- the no, no. Before, Stanley yeah. openly says, "Hey, Steve had just as much to do with it." But Steve Dick was like, "I'm mad at Stan." So, um, and he uh, first printed Amazing Fantasy 15. Uh, yep, correct. Yes, and that iconic cover with him holding somebody and swinging across. August 1962. Yep, and it is. Um, it is. Uh, it's weird. Did you think they knew then that they were creating their Mickey Mouse? Probably not. And, that, and then one day that Mickey Mouse would be able to stand right next to him and give him a hug along with Luke Skywalker <laughs> um, or Darth Vader, whatever. Um, so uh, origin story of Spider-Man. I mean, everybody knows this. I mean, you guys can probably quote it with me. Spider-Man is a teenage boy named Peter Parker. Peter Parker is a nerd and nobody likes him. And Joe Chill kills his parents. No, and, <laughs> sort of, but no. Uh, he's he's on a on his a planet is dying, and so his parents he's, shoot him he's into space. He's into science. He's a science nerd. He doesn't live with his parents. He lives with his uh, uncle Ben and his aunt May. And one day he gets bitten by a radioactive spider while yes. either in a lab or some various on field way trip. on a field trip or whatever it may be. And he gains spider like powers, like climbing on walls and uh, super strength and. Uh, also, and, and strength rel- proportionate relative. to a spider. Yes, yeah. and uh, he which also, is actually a lot. 
He yes. also gains a, a spider a spider like sense for danger. Uh, so he has spidey sense. Yep. Uh, and uh, he decides time. to uh, create a costume and he creates these things, these web shooters uh, that he makes himself. That's yeah. so in the movies, the original movies, they made it like an organic thing, which they did for a while in the comics. But classically, it's a little thing he, he, he puts shooter. on his wrist and he shoots, bracelet, yeah. shoots out spider yeah. webs and uh, Cause, cartridge cause based. Bitten by spider gave him. Certain powers, science abilities, so that he could know how <laughs> no, to mix he, things. No, he was so. already a science kid. He had, no, no, a, he had a chemistry the, kit. The, getting bitten by a spider inspired him. Yeah, <laughs> Any, spidered. Anyway, him. so he decides. Him. So now, oh, nope. What, what I, this is this down. is what makes Spider-Man I'm different and really down. great, and this is what makes Marvel characters really relatable. If any of us had this ability. What would be the first thing we would do? Would we go out and be like, let's fight crime? Well, we probably would because we read some of these comics. Yeah, that's true. We're giant nerds. Any normal person would be like, how can I use this ability to make my life better? Yeah. And so his idea is, I would I'm use going it to, to become... get the remote from across the room. <laughs> I would use it to like shut doors, things like that. I would that. hang from the ceiling and scare people. Yeah, that would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, that'd be awesome. He, but he decides to use it to become famous. And I'd he, lift people by their ankles and shake them down for their lunch money. <laughs> he fights. He, he gets in anyway, like too. a. He gets in like a. Sure. He's a. It, well, in the later area, it's like a wrestling match and all this stuff. In the original, I think he just is like on TV and like, look, it's the amazing Spider Man. Look at all the stuff he does. And so he goes to the TV, the promoter after the show, and goes, hey, pay me my money. And he's like, oh, no way, kid. You're not getting any money. You're not getting money. You're just a dumb kid. And he's like, well, okay, whatever, man. You, you stink. And then seconds later, that same guy is robbed by a robber. And yeah. uh, a robber with a, robber. a ski mask and yep. everything. And and Spider Man could stop him. Peter Parker could stop him from he getting has away. The opportunity. He he could easily trip him. He could grab him. He can use his fantastic powers he to do something. Do anything. But he doesn't. He lets him go. And it turns out that that rob same robber kills his uncle Ben in cold blood. That same night. That same night. And then he tracks him down and beats him up. And he remembers the words that his uncle Ben uh, Ben said. Do you guys all want to say it with with me? With, with sick great power, power comes night. Oh wait, that's the wrong. <laughs> with great power comes even greater responsibility, uh, as 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 Stan would say. So oh he's lear- he learns. He cried there. He learns a, a lesson. Bit. Hey, it's gotten me through a lot. Hey, you don't act like you don't like Spider Man. I love Spider Man. Everybody likes Spider Man. I'm like Spider Man. You're Deadpool. That's what this is. That makes more sense. <laughs> Don't so make him can we have our own Tumblr now. hashtag? Um, but it's it's a very important lesson. So that's his origin, if you don't know that. Um, and then all sorts of wacky stuff happens in Peter Parker's yeah. life. But what makes the character of Spider-Man so great, in my opinion, is that he's the everyman. He's the Charlie Brown of superheroes. He's an average guy like you or me or like anybody. And uh, he's uh, given yeah. these fantastic powers. And he, for a while, like the first... A lot of the first issues, he sucks. I would he say gets his he butt does. handed to him in a lot and of he fights. He wears like a sweatshirt with a spider he drew on it. Yeah, <laughs> he made <laughs> his costume. <laughs> I would. <laughs> oh man, this will show. And he has to bounce cool the- sweater. Um, I, yeah. I would say that definitely he's the most relatable. Um, especially because if you look at the target demographic and the target reader audience that you had at that point in time was probably you know males in high school that probably were not necessarily big into sports and super popular they were more on the nerd side um so when you look at that like proportionally like that was literally everyone who was reading this book at that time they were all hey that's me like that's just me like i do i you know i'm I'm a nerd i get good grades i'm not very tough you know things like that so i think that's the power behind it i think that's why everyone got behind them because 
no matter what. Anybody else, like all the other superheroes that are still super relatable, like, okay, let's look at Batman for a second. Super relatable because he has no powers. Super unrelatable because he's, he's so rich, rich yeah. right? And he has like the training and stuff like that. And the idea is, well, you know, you can push yourself, you can become anything, but everyone, the majority of people in the world today at some point in their lives went to high school. You know, yep. and so boom, there you go, instant classic. Well, and it's great too because, like, a lot of people, like, let's say, let's take like the Fantastic Four or like the Hulk. You don't have to really, they don't really have to worry about like, oh man, I got to make sure my, I got to get home and do my homework yeah. or make sure I'm home for dinner with Aunt May. Yeah, like these are things Spider Man worries about so much so that they use that in, in issues. Like, hey man, the Green Goblin's gonna gonna cause some crime and rob a bank or something, but. Also, got to get my Aunt May her medication or she might die. That's another, what am I going to do? That's like, another thing that's really important about Spider Man is when he yeah. first started, he was 15. Yeah, he's yeah. 15 he was years a old. kid. Think about when you were 15 and what was going on in your life at that time. I was you think you could handle this? Captain America. Nice. Oh, Good wow. job, Bucky. Um, but, like, I got this sweet robot arm now. And, <laughs> Everything, and, and life's great for me. And I think it's really <laughs> interesting. I think it's really interesting when people think of Spider Man, they think of, like, Spider Man when he was, like, 20 something which yeah. is yeah, really more what he is now spider-man as a photographer working for J. john jameson yeah but he was Jane just some stuff. kid he was like he had no idea what he was doing which is why i think we'll get this in a little while but like in the civil war trailer where he's just like well, hey everybody i don't know what i'm doing here but i guess here i am hey and guys, that was yeah. it's me spider-man <laughs> uh and i think that's hey really guys, great about him also me. the other thing that made him i think really relatable and cool was his villains in the mm-hmm. sense that a lot of his villains were grown-ups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, no, I know what you mean. He, it's not like he was fighting other... Like, Yes, he had Flash I, Thompson in school. Yeah. He had Mary Jane to worry about. and Well, Gwen Stacy at first, but we should talk about that. And, uh, and then, you know, the other thing he was fighting was, like... Osborne, who's this big, rich grown-up, for example, and yeah. it's it's his one of those best dad. friends' dad. Yeah, I feel like that's that's like that, that's like yeah. that's like Hurts. if Chewie's dad was like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a bad guy, Ian. What are you gonna do? And I'll be like, uh, Mr. Chew, I don't want to. No, you're gonna fight me. Step up I'm to a, the challenge. I'm a goblin now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a goblin. <laughs> Hey, Spider Ian, you like NASCAR? <laughs> you, see, you like this glider? Looks fast, huh? <laughs> I'll show you how fast it is. Um, what, what, I think what's Can you imagine I, your dad as the Green Goblin? Just imagine it for a second. Yeah, I met your dad now. It. It's, that, and then, and then he dies and you find out that I'm the one who killed him. You're like, now I'm going to be the Green Goblin. Here's, here's why that's funny. Because my dad, you've seen him and you've seen his body frame. And he's pretty limber. <laughs> He's pretty. Guy, he's pretty limber. Like he looks Spider Man versus. He looks like he belongs on a glider. Just kind of be like, ha. Now, when I take up the mantle, when I take not not my skinny brother. It's very clear. It's not it's the just same like, guy. Hey, I'm on this hoverboard. It's like here. barely off the ground. <laughs> and it's like wiggling back and forth a little bit. And you're you're kind of like leaning forward and back. Chewy, I know it's you. This, this is where like the ghost of your dad comes to you. It's like, you got to be the Hobgoblin. Yeah. You can't keep doing this Green Goblin thing. You're, like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. You sit on it. You get a little steering wheel. He's like, you um, know what? I got a better name for you. The Hobgoblin. Because <laughs> you're as fat as a hog. I might even argue, and I might get some death threats from, from some readers. After Please ba- don't After do Batman, the, Spider-Man might have the best rogues gallery after Batman. I think Batman. he definitely has one of the biggest. That's I mean, for sure. I mean, yeah, he's definitely have a lot. And a lot of them is like, all right, spider versus vulture, lizard, octopus. <laughs> like, let's do that. Let's, Animal let's, base. let's go around the circle real quick. What's your favorite Spider-Man villain? 
Without going into too much detail, because I know we're going to talk about these guys eventually. But what's your favorite like of his rogues gallery? Because he has a very vast rogues gallery. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I guess the obvious one would be Venom. Okay. Just because. Oh, yeah. Just because not. It's got that antithesis feel to it. You mm-hmm. know, it's like every superhero has the superhero but opposite, the like Nega. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Nega superhero. Yeah. But I think in Venom's case, it's always a little bit different because it's like part of him. It's not just somebody ripped it's off like, his suit I with the same you. powers. Yeah. yeah, it was. it's somebody that, or it's something that really uh, was part of him at one time and really mm-hmm. wants to get back there, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, one of his main rivals in real life took it up. So it's not just a, you know, some random guy in a ski mask. But yeah. I don't know. I've always been super partial to Venom. Julie, what about you? Um put me on the spot here i'm probably gonna have to go with doc ock simply because i mean like he's got the science behind him it's like the whole like you know well brain versus like brain versus brawn and he doesn't have the brawn so he's like well i'll just invent the brawn like i'll just make stuff that makes me strong and i'm still super smart um so you kind of have that like it's almost like i I don't know i almost feel like that's kind of like the like mr freeze of like yeah. You know, well, like watching Spider Man. I'm with you on Doc Ock. I mean, he's he's close. I'll, I'll pick a different one because you picked that one. But uh, but I'll tell you my thing about Doc Ock. I love just for purely watching them fight. Yeah. Because you got this guy who's like swinging around really fast, and you got this guy with these huge arms yeah. just like swatting at him. It's really like watching like Doc Ock is a bug swatter and yeah. Peter Parker is a spider <laughs> running up your wall. It's like no, stop it. Come back here. <laughs> Come back here. Um, just for character reasons, honestly, probably the Green Goblin, just because. Yeah. His ultimate goal, it's like that, I mean, he has a lot of villains, but I would argue the one that's closest to a quote-unquote like personal villain, like a Joker to a Batman, yeah. would be Green Goblin, just because yeah, yeah. he wants to, he doesn't just want to ruin like Spider-Man's life, he wants to destroy Peter Parker's life. Yeah. There's literally a cover of him riding around the glider with Peter Parker wrapped in Spiderweb with it, with his mask off, being like, hey, look everybody, look who Spider-Man is, check it out, like... Wow, what a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> what a, hey, look, what it's a that jerk, boy man. who laughs he, at everyone. Let's all laugh, laugh at, at him. him for a change. But it's like he really <laughs> wants him to suffer. And like, and not only that, but like it's like it's cool that it's like it's his best friend's dad. Like that's an interesting dynamic. Like that it's his yeah. best friend's dad. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but it's it also kinda, like great because like what a strange makes thing. makes sense because like, yeah, he had Uncle Ben and stuff like that. But, you know, you have the whole like, wow, you have a dad? Oh, yeah. man. I'll never. Like, I'm going to, yeah. you know, and I'm sure at some point he was treated like, oh, you're like one of my sons, yeah. you know, because it's like you, um, your, your dad is dead. So I'll right. never understand why they put him in that power. Uh, I've always best. been a big fan of, of uh, the lizard. Okay. Because it's it's that it's that whole like I'm fighting this guy, but I don't want to hurt him too bad because he's actually like a like good friend guy. of mine. Yeah. Like he's actually yeah. a good yeah. guy. He's just like in this weird circumstance that makes him a crazy monster. It's like fighting the Hulk, but like you know, winnable. But, <laughs> yeah. Hey man, Spider Man's pretty fast. Um, let me see here. So uh, I thought what was interesting that you said, Alan, about like his all his villains being adults too mm-hmm. is. It, Think back to when you were 15. Yeah. Like, yeah. who are your enemies? Very <laughs> few of us had actual enemies. I mean, I had some enemies, but that's me. Um, but I'm mo- different. Most most of the people... Well, no, I mean, I've gotten fights and stuff. Um, but, like, like Jeremy? Jeremy was my enemy. Um, if You know who you are, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Get kicked out of tech lab and cry about it. Um, anyway. Uh, the... <laughs> 
Wow, no grudges there. We'll talk about this often. No, no. The, I would argue that Jeremy was Peter Parker and he was the Green Goblin yeah. to Jeremy's Peter uh, or Parker. Or Flash Thompson. Shit. Yeah, you were the Flash Thompson. Long story short, long story short, Jeremy decided for one for one year, hey, you know what would be cool if I dressed up as on Halloween to school? A Nazi officer. I'm just going to be that. And then when he got his comeuppance, he cried about it. Anyway, so... Um, All right, maybe he was the Green Goblin. So, anyway. But, but like... Generally, when we're like 15 and we're in that time frame, it's like, it's like, it's the adults versus you. It's like, oh man, like I'm getting homework. Oh man, I got to do these chores. Oh man, if you have like a summer job or something like that, like Mr. Peterson's making, you know, like whatever it (laughs) is, you have Mr. Peterson's the worst. Um, You, you always have these adults essentially versing you. And I feel like that's the mindset of like most teenagers at that time. So it's kind of interesting that the villains is actual like villains that try to punch him and hurt him physically. And they do it in the beginning a yeah, lot. Are yeah. also like adults. But it's like, kind of interesting. Let's, let's 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 do a little bit of a quick run through of like important events in Spider-Man's life just to hit like the, the kind of the big the big Yeah, that's tip of the iceberg. Um of course we have probably most early uh the death of Gwen Stacy, his first love. Which um, considering like how long the book had been going for that point, that was a huge turnaround. That was a huge deal. And like, well, first of all, like a few issues earlier, her dad had died. Yeah. Right. And said, like, hey, like her dad, Take who was like vehemently against yeah. like Spider hated Spider Man, like knew Peter Parker was Spider Man. And when he was dying, he goes, Take care of Gwen, Peter. Yeah. And like, like when he's in the Spider-Man costumes Ugh. that he knows, oh man, like that just, that, that hits your heart. And then a few issues later, it's like, hey, guess what? <laughs> your daughter's dead. And it may have been my fault because the Green Goblin <laughs> drops her and he shoots a web to grab her and, and grabs her. And like, you can, I've looked at these panels over and over. Yeah. I'm like, was she dead already or did he kill her? Yeah. And like. I don't think it matters. And it doesn't matter. And as bad as that, as, as maybe not great as that Amazing Spider-Man 2 was, when they did that movie, it was brutal. Yeah. And you saw her head like basically hit the pavement. Like yeah. he grabbed him and like just a feet, foot for the floor and you hear like, Cook, and you saw her yeah. head go like that against uh. you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. I that's mean like hard. that, like that's insane. Brutal. I would say. Uh, and then after that, I think Norman Osborn dies after that. Well, yeah, there Gets was the death of Norman planner. Osborn where he's found. You know, Spider-Man brings him back after like that epic yeah. fight scene. They it's like, have. hey man, I'm gonna come after you. Murdered my girlfriend. Ugh, jeez. Um, and of course, there's Mary Jane Watson. He meets Mary Jane shortly after. Yeah, that. but I feel like Mary Jane was like a fill-in. Honestly, one of my biggest Spider-Man. Uh, it's really dumb because they invented the black suit for just that stupid Secret Wars tie-in. Yeah, but like the black suit Spider-Man. When he like, uh, well, there's also the back in black storyline. Yeah. So uh, after. Uh, I think he's going after. Uh, I forget who it was. Well, let's, this let's, is my this is my favorite. Anyway, yeah. the whole black suit Spider-Man, the first appearance of it was really interesting because, despite it being a tie-in, it was really like the antithesis. It's another antithesis Spider-Man thing, right? Yeah. So not only did it give birth to something else completely later on down the road, but it also created this secondary side of Spider-Man, which is now iconic in its own right. Well, it's like, almost a secondary character. How many superheroes to where you can point to two costumes that are totally opposite of each other in design? Yeah. And they're both iconic instantly. Yeah. Right. Like that red suit, I would argue nowadays that black suit is just as iconic as that. That's exactly suit. what I'm saying. And it's like simple and cool and like mostly, normally when you'd see that stuff, like I, I'm smart about it now to be like, 
Oh, they're just trying to put him in a new costume. Dumb. Like, but like when I look at like that red and that red and blue suit is great. But I'm not gonna argue that black suit isn't cool. That black suit is so cool. It's yeah. super cool, but it's it's not. It's supposed to represent a different like version. You know yeah, what I mean? It is. It is. And it totally does that. And I feel like as far as Spider-Man history goes, you can't ignore that black suit, even mm-hmm. though it's basically just a style change. It was a turning point. And then the Clone Saga. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll skip over that. Point. We'll skip over the Clone Saga. Nah, that's that's a whole that. mess. There's a Spider-Man also, we're clone. Skipping, which one's the real Spider-Man? Also, we're skipping Brand New Day. Yeah, let's skip over that too. I mean, but the, the, but like, I think I think the things we just touched on probably were the most iconic things about Spider-Man. I know we're missing a whole I mean, bunch. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff that happened between there's like you know there's really great there's a lot of really good Spider-Man storylines and stuff. Right, right. Really the classic. Yeah, Ryan, you have the tome. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, the Spider-Man that I knew was the newspaper comic. Oh, the the five, you know, seven days a week in the newspaper Spider-Man comic, which I don't know of any other Marvel characters who had a newspaper comic strip. None that I can. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, that yeah. was how I knew Spider-Man was the yeah. newspaper comic strip. Uh, I was which a kid. Was, I watched that animated series. Which, and I remember, I just remember thinking because was you know reading it in the nineties, the drawings looked like. You know the like Mary Worth or like the Rex Morgan MD drawings. Like, <laughs> yeah, Rex these Morgan. drawings are look like the boring Jones ones, Barry. but this guy's Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then you'd you'd read it every day for a week, and it would just be like him, just be like a week of J. Jonah Jameson arguing, and you're like, man, I hope he punches something. This <laughs> okay, weekend. that's another thing we didn't touch on. Let's talk about J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, arguably one of the greatest side characters in any comic book, like. On the on par with Alfred in my mind is J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson he's for a, totally he's different a reasons. Newspaper man who's Peter Parker's boss who hates Spider Man, but he loves Spider Man because he <laughs> always he wants pictures papers. of Spider Man yeah. and he sells yeah. papers. But he thinks he's a menace and a nuisance. And that's the other great thing about Spider Man too is he'll save and help people, but no one's like, "Oh, thank you, Spider Man." They're like, "Get out of here, you monster! Get out of here, you monster! <laughs> Get away from me, you monster!" Like it's it's like he there's a reason he partners up with the X Men so much. But like they're like, "We don't like you." We read that newspaper that said you're a jerk. Yeah. it's like it's literally like th- what the internet was going to be. It's yeah. like if I went online and was like, a new superhero is in town America, Justice Lad, and they're like, and somebody other he's like, Justice Lad sucks. Yeah, I heard he killed a guy. He killed a guy? Oh my God, OMG. And like, I'm, <laughs> I'm walking down the street five minutes after I put my costume on, and I'm like, here's Justice Lad. I heard he shot a puppy. Let's let's get him. That guy sucks. Let's throw <laughs> trash at him. <laughs> no, wait, I saved this cat from a tree. Shut up. No, they would they wouldn't cat lover. They, they wouldn't even accuse you Hashtag of dog like, hater. They, wow. would, they wouldn't even accuse you of like committing crimes and stuff. It'll yeah, literally yeah. just be like like, oh, he he holds doors open for women. <laughs> like the stuff that's like thing. vaguely like sexist or like oh I'm just trying to be nice. He he moved out of the way when a person that was another race was coming towards him. They had a lot of stuff in their hands. <laughs> Um, but all like, these yeah, like social nobody, justice things. Nobody likes Spider Man, and that's what's great is like like he's like the Millhouse of superheroes for a while. Like he, like there are some people like he's a good guy. I think he's helping. There's but like a Fantastic Four in that universe, beloved by all. Everyone loves the Fantastic Four, yeah. but not Spider Man. Everybody <laughs> hates mutants, but loves, loves superheroes. superheroes. That's true. Um, I don't know, and of course we have Mary Jane who ends up being like the love of his life. They, they tease Mary Jane, sort of, kind of not too. really. Yeah, well, sort of, kind of not really. We're not gonna talk about brand new day. Um, after 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 the after black the black suit, we oh, and of course we have full yeah, full, uh, Felicia Felicia uh, Hardy Hardy. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of we, we'll have to do a whole thing about the loves of Spider Man. That's gonna oh, be do like we have to maybe on Valentine's Day next year. We'll do that. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Um, but I mean, 
Spider romance. I think we talked about the important points, like we hit on the important stuff as as to why the character's popular. The and problem why. is that there's so much. There's a lot. Spider Man is like. It's like saying, the, "What's your favorite thing with Mickey Mouse?" In it? Yeah, it's, it's like it's, there's so much. Geez. Like, but I mean, there's, I mean, of course, there's movies, there's the animated series, there's tons and tons. Like, you're not there's gonna a, be like, I'm a hard Broadway up musical. There's this, there's this thing called Civil War that he's kind of important in. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, the reason we brought him up, Chewy actually was the idea to bring up Spider-Man. I was like, I, don't I know, did man. it. You thanks, did. Thanks, Me. Buddy. And the reason is because he's... <laughs> Spider-Man's in, 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 has appeared in a lot of movies, and he's been rebooted several times, and this, hopefully, fingers crossed, will be the, the last time in a relatively short period that he will be rebooted. But he's coming into the regular Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he's... Gonna be in Captain America: Civil War. He's yeah. uh, Spider Man's gonna be in a movie with all the other Marvel heroes, which is like it, it. The only way I can describe it to people, I think I've said it before. But this is your first issue. I'll use my quick analogy. Imagine if Disney couldn't make movies with with Mickey Mouse in it, and then all of a sudden they get the rights back to Mickey Mouse, and Mickey Mouse is gonna be join all his other friends. Yeah. Where they've already had like a Goofy and a Donald and a, yeah. and, a and a Daisy movie, and now they're all gonna be friends together. Like that's awesome. Like, and of course you'd be really excited about that. Um, and that's kind of what's happening, and it's awesome because that's like the big crown in the Marvel in the Marvel like or the big jewel in the Marvel crown. You know, you, that's like the big center one. It's got two little white eyes and some black stripes, and it. it's not a very pr- pretty jewel, but that's what it is. Um, but like the fact <laughs> that, that the fact that he's going to be alongside Iron Man, like we're going to see Spider Man and Iron Man talk to each other. How yeah. cool is that? It's going to be like just be in a finally, movie on a movie it's screen. Just finally, and everyone in the theater isn't going to go, "Huh, what's going on?" Like they're gonna be like, oh yeah, those guys are cool. I'm like, this is the world we live in, and it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, it's about time, right? It's about nerds time. finally D- took over the world. Did. Don't die. No, I don't want to die. That's what this is like. If anything gives you the like the courage to hang on, it's just like, hey man, there's Spider Man. This gives me the there. courage to like not leave the and, house and, for a few weeks. And, and, and actually, just, like when this episode down. when this episode comes out. Tomorrow, you can go see that movie where that happens. Oh, yeah, it's in like two Ta- weeks as of this recording, right? Yeah, is it two weeks or is it? I thought it was. No, it's say next. the date. What's the date that it comes May, out? March 6th is the May, date that it comes no, out. It's not May 6th. March 6th. May 6th. I'm no, sorry. It'd be May. Yeah, May 6th is it. Well, technically, because Thursday releases, you can see it on yeah, Cinco May. de Mayo. Yeah, you can. That's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, All that tequila. Yeah, <laughs> that makes Spider-Man better. Sheila and spiders. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Here we go. To, to wrap up, I mean, I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts on, on Spider-Man. Uh, I still, what do you, how about recommended reading? Uh, weird one, but I think we should read it for First Prince at some point. Uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Craven's Last Hunt is apparently one of the best runs. Yeah, it's basically Craven. Craven is a, he's a villain of Spider-Man, he's essentially like a, a wild game hunter. Yeah. And basically he's like, I want to I'm going to, isn't he dying? I mean, he's dying, isn't yeah. he? And he's like, so I'm going to kill Spider Man and become Spider Man, and or I'm going to bury him alive oh. essentially and become Spider Man for a while, see what it's like, and nice. then I'm going to die, and that's it. <laughs> but it's it's yeah. Seems like a story I can get behind. Um, of course, like the the whole thing with Gwen Stacy and the Green Goblin. That's a two issues little little thing you can read. I uh, uh, highly recommend the run Back in Black, which mm-hmm. is uh, Spider Man getting back in his black suit because uh, it was after I believe it was. Anyway, I, Aunt May uh, gets accidentally shot, yeah. and so he gets in his black suit to track down and kill the assassin. But not the Venom color. black suit, just a no, just black the black suit. But yeah. he goes like all dark Spider-Man on it. Nice. It's pretty great. Nice. Um, I really enjoyed um, the miniseries, four issue miniseries, uh, Spider-Man Noir. 
actually. Oh, yeah. It's a really um, good one. Puts it in a different time period and stuff like that, but I it's just a cool it's a nice alternate universe, alternate universe type of thing there. And actually, I'll, I'll bring it someday. It's still on my list. Obviously, Civil War. Um, you don't have to read all the tie-ins, but the Spider-Man tie-ins for Civil War are really great, in might, my opinion. Might be a little dated now, but if you were like me, a, a young teenager in the early two thousands, the first like I don't know, I read the first trade. I remember at least for the first like ten issues or so of Ultimate Spider-Man when I was younger. Oh yeah, it's very dated now. Yeah. And the art's a little bit glossy comic book, but I really liked it because it kind of modernized it. He wasn't a like photographer; he was like a website designer. Right. Like, there was some some slight <laughs> modernization and some some liberties taken with it, which I think was kind of interesting. And there's a lot of people tried to do the Marvel universe. He wasn't the a Ultimate photographer; he was an Instagrammer. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it would be now. Uh-huh. Um, other than that, though, I think some good. There's a lot of good television shows. Of course, there's the Spider-Man series from the '90s, which does a pretty good job of like basic Spider-Man. But in Spider-Man now, I really like Ultimate Spider-Man. That show is yeah. great. Yeah, Ultimate, and Spider-Man it's on Netflix. So you have no choice. Spectacular Spider-Man is also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Also, a very very good show. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, do, do you ever read? Um, Future Foundation. Mm-mm. It was uh, Hickman. So the Fantastic yeah. Four Future Foundation. Is that when the, that's when the fa- that's when uh, the Human Torch died, right? So the Human Torch, which uh, he basically stood up to the annihilation wave to keep it in the negative zone, which was actually very impressive. Um, anyway, and they needed an extra uh, like sports stats. That, that, great. <laughs> that sentence was great. Anyway, I, I kind of like tuned out for a quick second and back in right when you when you said that, and I was like, God, man, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, they ask Peter to join the Fantastic Four, and uh, number one, cool new suit, and number two, a really awesome like look into Spider-Man out of his element and playing catch up for some uh, at some point. He's not the star; he's not like the clumsy star of the book. Um, really, really cool team book, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That was a Hickman run, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of good Spider-Man content. Throw a rock. I mean, you'll also find some stuff that's maybe not so great. But um, avoid the Clone Saga unless you like weird 90s confusion. Avoid Brand New Day unless you like Super Confusion. Read <laughs> Spider Island because that was really fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Ryan, anything else you want to say about Spider-Man? There was a period of time where Doc Ock lived in Peter Parker's head. Oh, oh read, yeah. The dead. Read Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, read Superior Spider-Man, really good. Actually read it. Yeah, it's, it's really actually good. pretty good. I should bring that at some point. I, 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 think, really, read I, think, it, I, read, I think I read the first issue. You did I? bring the first issue. We I liked the first it a lot. Um, but I don't know. My, my, my final thought on Spider-Man before we move on is just that Spider-Man's always been, my two favorite superheroes have always been, and you asked my mom this, it wasn't Batman, it was Spider-Man. And back and forth. So much so that when I was a little boy, I went to the down the street, there was Pumpkin Patch, and they had Marvel superheroes there, and they had Wolverine there and Spider-Man there. And I brought my Spider-Man doll to get it signed by Spider-Man, and he, he was so nice, but he refused to sign it, but he said... I don't want to ruin your Spider-Man doll. It looks so good. He's like, I don't want to ruin that. He's like, here, and signed a little card and wrote Spider-Man and handed it to me. And my mom still has my very first action figure I ever bought, which is a Spider-Man with suction cup hands. <laughs> and its arm fell off, but she still got it in a bag. It was one of those like Kenner ones when they did those like superheroes <laughs> line. Yeah, and I saw it. I remember it was like a few years back at Comic-Con. I saw it at like one of the little toy booths, and I like had this moment of like pure nostalgia, and I'm like, I want to buy it but I don't want to spend $25 on a toy that I'm not going to play with or just display prominently and in a way that it looks good. But I'm like, 
guy you spidey you're my guy so <laughs> um, blue, that is red, that red, is red. that is so that is uh the four color character compendium that's gonna wrap us up for spider-man uh that's a i'm sure we'll i'm sure we'll probably revisit that character in some oh of yeah totes. rogues gallery in a while um but before we go like any good comic the last uh section of our show is called back matter and it's a part of the show where we talk it's kind of general comic book chat uh but we also talk about uh you know movie news and new books are coming out and we also read uh letters and reviews that you guys have sent to us from our four color mailbag alan i think you said we have a new itunes review is that right we do we have another five uh five star hey review. thanks who, who wrote this one hold on i'm pulling it up pulling right it up right now this, this is the song we play while we wait for stuff all right right here we go uh it's entitled super yay by uh se wool E-S-I-W-O-L-E. Thanks. Wool. Anyway, uh, really love the podcast. I wasn't even much of a comic reader before, and I was just looking for a way into this realm. I really appreciate the appreciate the diversity of works and bunch... Re- and, hold on. I read that wrong. I appreciate the diversity of works, the bunch reviews. The bunch being us. I yes. see. We're the bunch. Uh, yeah. The humor and kind spirit of the podcast is uplifting to listen to. It's perked me up during rough patches in college and later while feeling homesick abroad. Four-color commentary really hits the sweet spot between fun and informational. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it, man. That's exactly what we're going for. Appreciate it. You're a good guy. Give us five stars, too. You rock, man. Thanks a lot. Just remember that if you want us to read your thing or if you don't want us to read your thing, you should tell us. Uh, But on top of that, please give us five-star reviews on iTunes. It bumps us up and we can (laughs) increase our army. Give us an Color give us an honest review, but if you think we deserve five, honestly, we'll take it. You should I will. Five I will stars. request a five star review. You can like badmouth me if you want. Just give me the five yeah. stars. <laughs> <laughs> Alan sells Alan his soul. Five stars. <laughs> it's called selling out. Get on the train, boys. <laughs> um. So, guys, uh, you obviously weren't in Mother Father. Some, some, some comic book news. Uh, some comic book movie news. Uh, a lot of stuff on the Marvel front. Um, weird right it's almost yeah. like they have the next three years uh, something that out. actually our, our good friend i forgot about till just now adam cools uh, uh your your, ba- your buddy and ours uh adam cools pointed out uh is mm-hmm. nathan fillion has been cast in the yeah. marvel universe yeah but okay so this uh, is yeah. like a weird, weirdly, sort of kind of but this. weirdly yeah so nathan fillion has been cast as wonder man Sort of. Sort of. And what Wonder Man is, Wonder Man is a, for those of you who don't know, we'll probably do a four-color character compendium on him at some point. Um, but he uses his superpowers to become a famous movie star and a famous person. <laughs> and so in the background, somebody pointed out in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, yeah. there's this movie theater, and all the posters feature Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And it has that saying, like, what, what's the character's name? I can't remember the actual, his actual, like, yeah, real-life name. name but it's, like, his character's film festival. And they have, like, a poster that's, like, Steve Jobs, but it says Tony. It says Stark yeah. on it, like oh, Tony Stark. Nice. That's pretty good. Uh, and it's it's all Nathan Fillion posing for all these. And then like, yeah. is Nathan Fillion this character? Or did we just do this? I I don't think they would ever actually bring Wonder Man into the you MCU. I might. don't think it's. I don't think they're going to do that. But it is a really cool. Like yeah, let's. Nathan, everybody wants Nathan Fillion to be every superhero ever. <laughs> yeah. love like it's he's really already ridiculous. a superhero. He's all he's, he's Captain all Hammer. What's interesting about this is you remember when there's a lot of talk that, about like oh Vin Diesel is going to be two separate characters in the Marvel universe. Oh yeah, let's talk about that too. Well, now <laughs> now no, Nathan Fillion technically he was in the oh. first Guardians. He voice acted uh, a prisoner yeah, in in Guardians. That's um, true. Yeah. Also, as of right now, the Inhumans movie yeah. has been pulled off the Marvel schedule completely. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. That's well, I know weird. that they were, had moved it because. That's going to conflict with the new Indiana Jones movie that's going to be coming out at the same time. 
um, Indiana Jones Five. My yeah. understanding. I, have you get? Are you caught up on Agents of Shield? I no, have not. theories. I'm not either. But I'm. I'm are but, you but, caught but, up? No, no. I have I, theories. It might be based on that. Yeah, I, I think tr- it has something to do with. You that. think they'd rather do it in Agents of Shield than in a in humans movie? Possibly. I have a theory. Let's hear it, Chewie. My my th- This is based on just kind of you know like oh I see some you know ships pulling into the harbor here and let's see what's going on. Um, they got Spider Man back, man. You know they put Spider Man in there and now they're like, hey, let's put you know Tony Stark in the new Spider Man movie, Spider Man Homecoming, right, and stuff like that. And I know. Um, you know the people behind like Deadpool are and and like the new mut- there's a new mutants movie apparently. Yeah, wait, the what? There's a new mutants. Yeah, movie? yeah apparently like, in the works. In the works. Huh. Um, and and like not invulnerable. And and you know obviously they're trying to go for a uh, an X Force movie, and it. I have a feeling that it's gonna be one of those things where. In the past, it was like, oh, and humans, because, well, it'd be nice if we could do X-Men or have some X-Men. I think there's something in the works where the X-Men universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe are going to start to, not like next year right now, but down the line. I, they I might. Think, I think they're working on I think getting some be... people to cross over here and there. Yeah. And I think they'll be like, oh, now, whoa, shoot. Like we don't have to do in humans. We could we could do well. Like, and essentially, X-Men. and speaking yeah. of X Men, it seems like they're kind of rewriting the X Men continuity. And mm-hmm. it's funny because Brian Singer said something yeah. to the effect yep. of that this new movie is yeah. kind of changing the direction of the X of all. He, the, what he said exactly is changing the direction so, of all six of the X Men yeah, movies. Exactly. So not including any of the spinoffs, not Deadpool, not Wolverine, not the yeah. Wolverine Origins. No, but the first three and then these the first three, three and then these yeah. three. This one is going to be technically gonna Days of Future change. Past linked the other three to it this did one. it yeah. did and that's why it, it, it did but it also allowed some things to change i think was the, i think that was the smartest movie they could have made yeah and honestly those two movies were like i i would even argue maybe maybe i know some of them are kind of dated but and i might get shunned for this but i really like those almost even more than the original x-men movies mm. i really liked first class because it's like oh, a yeah. spy movie with superheroes I, I, right. and totally days of future agree. past i mean time travel that's all why i need. time travel yeah, yeah. yes I, I but I have a feeling that there's something there. You know, the, the new X Men trailer has the little stinger at the end where, you know, they show some, some more stuff and we got some help. And Did you see you that, see Alan? No. The new, oh, new X Apocalypse trailer. No. They go like, "How'd you guys get out?" They showed like this, like like looks like a wep- like a facility. Yeah. And all these like soldiers on the ground. They're like, "How'd you guys get out?" It's like, "Oh, we had some help." And then they just show hands, yeah, claws. Hands. But it's not like, right. like so, in front of the. Ca- it's like the no. camera's low and you just see it come there. Um, but Sweet. I was looking into it a little bit, you know, and you know, people are like, "Oh, well, that's Wolverine." And then I think Brian Singer's like, "Is it? I mean, maybe." Totally possible, but is it That's someone else that maybe things are being passed along to? The abiding rumor right now is that possibly the next final Wolverine movie mm. will pass that torch. Yeah. Possibly to I'd be an, super down to see an X-23 Wolverine. Right? Possibly to too. an X-23. Yes, yes. But I, I, I'm afraid that they would do a Dakit movie instead. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, but they would use it as the villain to like yeah, X twenty three. It would uh, be her versus him because of that stuff and like He'd how sweet like villain, you know like I I just have a I have a gut feeling that we're gonna what what when we look back what 
you know, two years ago or whatever when we started this podcast, we're like, we're oh, we're never gonna see Spider Man in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Never know. And that tide shifted. I think we're gonna be looking back on this, you know, in a few years, may, maybe even further down the line, maybe mm-hmm. closer to ten years, but being like, oh, oh my god, like well, mutants. I can't believe the Guardians and the Galaxy crossed over with Star Wars. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think I think the obstacle there is the money, right? Oh yeah. No, so I the mean, reason that. Marvel yeah. got Spider-Man was because the Spider-Man movies were not doing so great. Yeah. The last two were really not great. And they're like, okay, if you give us this much money, you can have Spider-Man, plus we get some of that, right? Yeah. I'm sure that's how it went down. And The problem the, is the X-Men movies are still really they're good. Do, they're doing... Absolutely. They're doing really good. But there's this new type of money that's that can be pulled from this, and it's called Star Wars money that they're pulling in from that. They can Disney can say, "Okay, we're going to give a little bit more to Marvel Studios over here." And then Marvel can we'll say, give, "We'll give Fox some, some yeah. maybe maybe hey, hey maybe, maybe, if if the Spider-Man thing works out, they can say, "Hey, look, we this works. Can, we put Spider-Man into here and we have this now and it's very successful. It's yeah. making good money. Would you consider, you know, you had these three new X-Men movies, you changed your timeline?" Would you consider putting these guys in? It's yeah. real easy to integrate now. All you got to do is be like, hey, guess what? All this was happening at the same time as that stuff was happening. And yeah. then 15 years from now, we have Amalgam movies. Maybe. Oh, Dark Claws a thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lobo, the, Lobo the Duck? Yes, oh, please. Yeah. Iron Man versus Batman. Um, Dawn of even more justice. Yeah. <laughs> Dawn, Dawn of, of money. money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I Marvel is just Marvel is just eating it up right now. Unfortunately, DC is. But you had you said you had some DC Green Lantern news, right? Yeah. Alan? So apparently there was a Latino review. I swear those guys have an inside man somewhere. Yeah, they definitely have. They, several. Somebody's leaking the Latino review. Um, so because they found of one Green Lantern that's a Latino, right? Yeah. No, Latino no. review is a website that does uh, script reviews. Oh, I thought I meant stuff. Latina. Like, uh, hey, I'm Latina. No, it's Latino. Fernando Jordan? No. Well, no. but it's female. Yeah, it's, it's but her, anyway. No, it's yeah. Hernando Jordan. That's what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, so, no, it was a. Uh, uh, there was some leakage going on with uh, <laughs> characters in the new Green Lantern oh. Corps. So, the, the movie is called The Green Lantern Corps. Supposedly, mm-hmm. there's going to be three main characters there's a slightly older Hal Jordan, mm-hmm. and then. A slightly younger John Stewart and Kyle Rayner. Yeah, oh. and then nice. so they don't know exactly how that's gonna kind of inter- how they're gonna interact with each other. Um, possibly like Hal in a more like mentorish kind of way, um, and then the two new up and comers. But I don't know. There was a lot of people, and I'm kind of in this camp as well. That if that was the case, I really really like Kyle. But I think Guy would be a better third wheel in that. Yeah, he in would. That Depending on how that is jerk. played out, if you make like Hal Jordan the head of the Green Lantern Corps, well, he's make, not going to be the head. Well, hold on, follow me on Follow me on this. Follow me on this. He's like the head of that, and then you have John Stewart being like the trainer of new recruits, mm-hmm. and Kyle Rayner is the new recruit. Yeah, I guess that could make sense. Uh, John did do some training for a while, so it depends. But maybe if, well, <laughs> it depends it, on it, how they bring it, it in. If Bavizdijic taught me anything, they don't give a rip about Kanye. We're <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be like, we're gonna make our own thing. Well, remember, this is this is still, uh, you know, Warner Brothers trying to recoup a lot of that money that they've been sinking into a Marvel uh, in yeah. a cinematic universe that may not come to pass. That movie. Did worse its second weekend than Batman and Robin. Oh. <laughs> First weekend, Batman huge numbers. Yeah. Second weekend, big drop off. Wow. Oh. So. So there's that. But anyway, I'm still excited. I guess all that word of mouth 
didn't do them any favors. Yeah. No, that word of mouth was not good. No, it was not. I still didn't see Oh, either. going back to Marvel real Same. quick. Uh, there's this 30 second little preview that shows a little bit more of Civil War. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a part where Spider-Man swings into a hallway and is fighting with Bucky and like goes to punch him and Bucky grabs his, his fist. No, no, Spider-Man grabs Bucky's fist. I thought, no, I thought, oh, was it that way? I yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Bucky goes yeah. to punch him. Spider-Man stops it. Yeah. And then, and then starts turning it this way and he goes, whoa, you got a metal arm? Yeah. Awesome. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are doing, that's Spider-Man. Like, yeah, you did it. Nerd. You got it. Like, that's it. Like, this is like, I was saying before, here's like a while ago. You know what? Tobey Maguire was too this way. Uh, Andrew Garfield was too this way. If you get it perfectly in the middle, you got this, man. I'm I'm behind this 100. Yeah. And he, and I, I don't know. I like that he sounds like a kid too. It yeah. Makes me smile. He's, yeah. he's a kid. Reminds Almost. me that I'm getting older. They casted a 15 year old kid to play a 15. It reminds me that I'm I'm gonna be older and I can't be Spider Man anymore. It's yeah, almost like. It's almost like Marvel knows how to write Spider-Man or something. It's almost like Marvel Studios, the people who also do the comics, care about their characters? Yeah, well, I don't know. To a certain point. Anyway, they get a little more creative freedom on that. Gwenpool is still a thing. Let's not go too far. (laughs) Oh, boy. My understanding Um, is that comic is just ridiculous on purpose. Yeah, no, it's supposed (laughs) to be. She's in like a a world of fiction. Yeah, do you know the premise? Wild animals. A lot of people got upset because it's like Gwenpool. and Everybody's like, oh, this is so dumb. But the whole point is it's some some girl from the real world in that gets kind of pulled into the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And so she figures the best way to not be expendable is to take the name of the two like most popular characters at the time <laughs> being Gwen Stacy and Deadpool. And she just creates this like outrageous persona. That's and amazing. then she's like, I'm going to do all this stuff. And of course the characters in, in the Marvel universe are like, you're insane. And she's like, no, this is all comic books. It's fine. <laughs> and you know, hilarious That's hijinks. I think it's kind of clever actually. Yeah. So, guys, do we have any any other back matter news before we uh before we go off into the night into the darkness? I think uh, no. That's the all only thing would be there's this thing coming up called Free Comic Book Day. There is, and what? that actually is great because it's going to lead us into the uh, the end of our Did show. You know, you can get free comic books. Do you think you, free any, do? Co- <laughs> <laughs> do you, think you go into any comic book store in America and say, "Hey, give me free comic books on Free please. Comic Book Day"? Say please, it's nice. no, no, and demand it. No, be like, it's your right. Over there. You're nice. privileged. When is this wondrous day when you get free comic books? You know what day it is? It's Saturday. Saturday. May 6th? 7th. 7th. Saturday, May May 7th. So what what an amazing week you're going to have. You're going to boom on the 4th. May the Fourth, Star Wars Day, where all your Star yeah. Wars gear. Maybe watch Force Awakens again. Listen to us. But maybe you know what? Hopefully, maybe they'll release some sort of trailer for that for Rogue One again, like a longer one, because that movie looks incredibly fun. I'm just gonna wear normal December. clothes to complain and, about and how you'll real be Star Wars too much. You've listened to us. Also, Friday, of you know what? Thursday night. <laughs> Go see Civil War Friday after work. Go see it again. <laughs> and then Saturday, go get some free comic books. That's four days of awesome, even though you have yeah. to maybe go to work or school. Some There's of some tequila days. in there somewhere, too, on that Thursday. Yeah. Oh, well, that, yeah, that Thursday. Yeah. Get drunk and eat some tacos. And yeah, then safely. Do Deadpool proud. Get drunk and eat some chimichangas. Yeah. And then go down Safe. to the theater. Go to, go to Taco walk, Bell. Walk to it. No. Go, go, to, go ta- to a Mexican no, 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 restaurant you, at your local mall. Yeah. No. Go, go <laughs> get a burrito or make burritos and then put it in a giant boiling oil pot. And then you have a Jimmy no, that's But that's not safe with tequila. And then, but make sure you were have drinking someone before. Else pay, make pay sure you were drinking beforehand yeah, so you can spill out high oil all over your body and look like Deadpool. No, pay <laughs> someone else to do it. Be safe. But then, yeah, then you can go get so free, free comic, comic book books. Days. And free comic books on free comic book day and to curb your hangover. Free comic books. Yeah, in case you miss what that's about, free comic books. Yeah, freecomicbookday.com will give you an idea of what books we have there are, are coming out. 
Um, and it's, it's funny because it actually leads into the last part of our show where we say goodbye, but we give you a preview of the books we're going to be reading next time. Uh, firstly, we'll talk about First Prince. Uh, we're going to be reading uh, a, a classic comic from like the, the around the 90s, early 2000s. I remember reading it in Disney Adventures magazine. Nice. That's why I read uh, my first exposure to it. But we're going to be reading, uh, we're not sure what, what how exactly, I'm not sure how it breaks down, how There's much volumes. it breaks down, but uh, the first volume of Bone, uh, which is a very popular series by Jeff Smith. Uh, it's been kind of gone for a long time, but just today they announced, uh, well, today when we're recording it, probably a week ago when you guys hear it, uh, they announced they're gonna be a new, there's going to be a new book called Bone Coda that's coming out uh, that is, I guess... Is there like a north and a south Bone Coda? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Get no, it? Like Dakota's no, North and South no. Dakota. Like Coda, like like a music coda, like 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 Coda, like the end of never mind. Anyway, so we're gonna be reading the first volume of Bone for First Prince. But for here's my issue, we've all decided as a group that we're going to be bringing books that are featured on free comic book day. So guess what? You don't have to spend a penny. You can go down to your local comic book store, or even Comixology will have some of these on their store. Usually they do. Um, and you can read these for free. For free and read them all, and, and, and you can listen just to like us, us talk about them. Yep. So uh, we're gonna because that's what you're doing anyway. Let's go around with the, your free time. Let's go around the circle and decide and, and tell everybody which books we're gonna be getting on Free Comic Book Day and we're gonna be reading. So Alan, we'll start with you. What book did you decide to pick for Free Comic Book Day? Dude, I'm going way back to the days when I would sit in front of the TV and watch cartoons eating a bowl of cereal. That's now. You do that now. That's absolutely true. That being <laughs> said, I'm going to bring uh, the Tick new stories. By New England Comics, uh, Jeff McClelland, Dwayne Redhead, Redhead, yeah, that's his last name, and Ian Nichols, uh, and it's basically just some more The Tick, so if you're not familiar with that character, he's pretty great. Yeah, so for my free comic book day book that you can go get for free at your local comic book store, um, I'm actually bringing something we learned about in um, at last year's Comic-Con. Um, it's the free comic book day Avatar X. And that's Avatar EX. And that is... Uh, is it Avatar X or Avatar, Avatar Rex? Avatar X. All right. Uh, Avatar X. Destroyer of Darkness, and it is written by Grant Morrison. Yeah. Uh, art by Jivan Kang, and the publisher is Graphic India PTE Limited. Um, and that is uh, the elevator pitch is uh, the epic world of living myth coll- uh, collides with the mundane realities and cultural upheavals of contemporary India. Uh, so it's a different take on uh, superhero stuff. Sweet. And we all burst into song. Um, so next time in my rotation was going to be a um, is going was going to be a, a licensed comic because that's something I wanted to do, um, but I decided to look on the free comic book day and say, well, is there any licensed comic that suits my fancy that I hadn't uh, had in my list already? And sure enough, there was. Uh, I'm going to be bringing uh, uh, one of my favorite shows, uh, yeah. Doctor Who. So if you guys know Doctor Who, watch like eight seasons in the next two weeks. Um, it's the Four Doctor Special, and it contains do- it contains uh, stories from the ninth, tenth, eleven, and twelfth Doctors. Uh, all brand new stories for Free Comic Book Day. Uh, so there you go. I'm not sure uh, the, uh, various writers and various artists in that book, but uh, it contains one of my favorite characters, and it's a licensed book, so I'm still in the game. There we go. <laughs> Doctor Who Free Comic Book Day Special. Noise. Uh, I I'm bringing. Uh, hopefully, if I can find it, uh, a free comic book day book uh, put up by Drawn and Quarterly called Moon Cop, oh. a Tom Gold sampler. Tom Gold is a uh, is a cartoonist who's funny, and <laughs> this is a sample of his upcoming graphic novel, Moon Cop, which is um, 
a selection of it, it, that and a selection of short, short humor strips. Moon Cop details the deadpan day-to-day adventures of the last policeman on the colonized moon. Interesting. Perfect. Sweet. Well, guys, that's going to wrap us up for this time. Hey, by the way, if those books, we for whatever reason, whatever reason, there's a problem and we can't get one of those books, we'll tweet at you and let you guys know if there's any alternate choices so that way you guys can know. But for right now, that is the plan. Stick on those books. You should also be able to, a lot of these will be available digitally if you can't yeah. get them physically if you go there. Yeah. But chances are, if you go if you go there, get there early and just be like, hey, man. I, re- I really need that tick book. I some, really need that moon cop. Hey, you know, some comic book shops also do extra freebies with their free yeah. comic books. Mm-hmm, they do. They do. And then they'll have artists and writers there to sign things mm-hmm. and they'll have big sales and stuff like that. It's a, it's sure a all around fun day. It is a really good day. So, Join us next time for our free comic book day special. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to us. And uh, we want to invite you back to the only show where all four of us know exactly who Reginald Vell Johnson is. <laughs> May his high school live long and forever. Did I do that? Dang it. I'm Alan. Ah, oh, man. Where did you take that from me? <laughs> Were you guys all planning to do that one? Yeah, <laughs> that's the easy can't one. can't all do Did I do that. Come on, Seriously. You know, did I, I do that? that? I'm chewing. <laughs> I'll do Just that. do it. Just do it. No. Steve! <laughs> That's my Reginald Bill Johnson. I'm Ian. Uh, I just pushed up my glasses. Really I'm Ryan. Stay right. Stay your mitts, everybody. Bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.